welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. <laughs> Nyla. I'm unmuted. And welcome everybody to this program. All right, now can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> All right, so let me take care of everything here real quick. I don't know what's going on with my equipment. All right, so I am. I just wanted to make sure that you guys could hear me before I go through everything again this week. <laughs> All righty, and uh, then I will come back and get you in just a moment after I get through announcements, okay? Okay. All right, love you, Mama. I'll be right back. Well, at least I know you guys can hear me, right? <laughs> All right, so welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I have a couple quick things I need to touch on real fast. Uh, first off, I'm sitting here in my home office, and I'm all cuddled up in my fuzzy socks, but I do have a dog I am fostering right now, and I'm hoping that she will not bark in the background, but if you hear it, just ignore it, all right? <laughs> I've got somebody out there with her. So hopefully she'll be a good girl. Next thing, if I'm talking funny, just deal with it like I am. <laughs> I'm having some work done on my jaw right now, and it has just got everything all kind of wonkers. The number, if you would like to call in tonight, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in to read tonight. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can... Shoot me a message. Probably the easiest way would be on Facebook. So if I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me over a message. Let me know what you want to put together. The workshops can be anywhere from an hour, excuse me, (laughs) anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. You can pre-record these on your computer. And we can do a pre-recorded show, or we can do them live if you would like to do a live show with audience participation. Or we can do a combination of both, which I think is really awesome. So you can record your workshop part, and then we can play that on the air. And as soon as that part's done, then we can come on live and talk to your listeners and ask questions and things like that. So it just keeps you from getting too tired for talking for that long. And the cool thing about being able to do that is when you pre-record your workshop, you can actually, on your computer, only most of us don't even use computers. Am I the only dinosaur in the world that still uses a computer, like an actual desktop? Everybody else is like 90 miles an hour on their phone. It makes me crazy. But anyway, if you do it on your computer, you can edit it and make it just like you want it. Um, Or we can just have fun and wing it and do it live, however you need. 
You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these on. Basically, we all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn from each other, so just have some fun with it. And, yeah, let me know what you want to do. We'll get that set up and get that ready for you. The next thing I want to do before we get started is I want to thank our 2020 broadcasting license sponsors who helped set up the plate and helped us monetarily keep the show on the air for our 2020 broadcasting season. Those sponsors are Debbie Kelly, Eric Sheldman, Maddie Gullickson, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Rick Clark, Rick and Sean, uh, Raymond Bentley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Rachel Ward, Kevin Kraft, Gina Storm, Renee Cryer, James, a.k.a. One Sapien, Richard Ward, and Colm Kennedy Hume. Thank you guys so much. I have to tell you, I have this. they have this retainer type thing in my mouth right now. And when I'm trying to talk, it's like <laughs> it's like starting to gag me. So I hope that I hope that doesn't happen while I'm on the air tonight. So <laughs> just bear with me, you guys. It's like, oh, can I say all this quickly? Uh, you know my motto for the show, though. We don't always do it pretty, but we always do it right. All right. Next thing, I want to get to our writing assignments. Uh, inspiration from the inkwell. Uh, writing assignments and journalist uh, exercise, ex- writing exercise, journal assignments, and prompts. I've kind of changed this up, um, and you guys didn't hear everything we talked about at the beginning of last week's show because it, uh, you couldn't hear me. There were no, there was no audio, and I'd already made it through most of this. So I'm going to touch on some of it real quick. Um, you have a, I gave you a journal. Uh, a journal assignment, and this is a journal. A journal assignment is like one-on-one time with your brain. It's just time for you to chase thoughts, to think, to relax, kick back, not have to write pretty. Okay, this is yoga pants time with you and your moves and your notebook and your brain. So what I want you to do, and I'm going to give you both parts on this, okay? Because we, I'm, I just don't know how much you guys heard last week. But I'm going to give you part one and part two. So part one of this assignment is I want you to write down all the poems or lines from songs or paintings or sculptures or any creative and artistically related thing out there in the world that you wish you had have created or wrote or sang. All right? So if there's a poem you particularly love, like I... William Butler Gates, The Stolen Child. I love that poem. I wish I had written it. Litany. Um, there, there's a bunch of them, all right? So just make down a list of all the things, the poems or the lines from poems or songs, a piece of music. It doesn't matter what it is that you wish you had have done. It doesn't have to be something you're good at or have done or have tried or even know how, nothing. You don't even have to know anything about it. Just something that you wish you had have created. Like one of them for me is not only do I wish I knew how to play the violin, but I wish I knew how to make a violin. Okay, so I would write those two things down on my list. Those are both creative things, only they're not about writing. One's about playing a violin and one's actually working with wood and creating the violin itself. But I would I would write those down on my list. And then if you want, while you're doing this, you can write down a short blurb. And remember, you're the only one that's going to see this, right? So write down a short blurb on why that thing 
particular whatever it is you're writing about speaks to you, catches your attention, why it's on your list, okay? So again, make a list, all the poems, lines, songs, paintings, sculptures, anything creative that you wish you had have created, things that already exist that you wish you had have created. This part two of this assignment is I want you to take on a on a clean piece of paper, I want you to start looking at everything on the list that you put down. And in in your best investigating, investigating, I want you to start investigating the list as if you were like the 1940s detective character Sam Spade. All right, I want you to look for any common thread between all the things that you have written down. Um, follow any trails of thought or hints or clues and find out what all of these things have in common or share or are linked to. Okay? Like some of the things on my list, for example, would be, um, I'll give you the violin. Uh, it would be the drums. It would be, uh, I wish I could play the cello. Um I wish that I could carve marble. Um, I wish... So we'll stop there, but what are some of the things that those have in common? What does carving a statue have anything to do with playing a drum? And I'm going to let you think about that. I'm not going to tell you what my connection is because I want you to find out your own connections. I want to lead you. But I want you to look at all the things because all of the things on your list will have a common thread that pulls you to them. And you may have to explore a lot of them to figure out how those pieces put together. It's like, oh, this is linked to this, is linked to this, is linked to this. And that's why these two things that don't have anything in common are actually connected. It's kind of like the, the six, um, what's it, six something of separation, six degrees of separation. Kind of along those lines. All right, so I want you to go through everything that you wrote on that page, and I want you to find the link that you have to all these things that you have, in, and that, that all these things have in common. And then we're going to go ahead and touch on the end of this next week. All right, so that's both parts of that assignment. Next one. This has been a part four, and this is actually a workshop that I teach over a six-week period. This is one of the things that we do in there. And so I'm go only going through really the first four weeks with you on this. So there's four parts. And normally the sixth week would be when everyone brought uh, their poems back into the workshop. And, you know, we would talk about the process of doing the assignment of all of it, and then everybody would get a chance to read their poem. And then the sixth week... People can make comments on people's poems, the differences in them, things that, that they, you know, got from the doing the workshop, questions on something that was, was they got stuck on. So it's just kind of a nice closing period. But we really can't do all that on here. So um, we will kind of skip that part. I'm just going to give it part four. I am going to walk through all four parts of this so you can have them together, Okay. And I'm going to go through these quickly, so don't worry about writing them down. If you don't get these down, if you haven't been here for any of this and you're new to it, if you haven't, you know, whatever, don't worry. The show's archived at the end. You can come back to the podcast, listen to the podcast, and write this down at your leisure, start and stop and whatever. So the 
assignment is called the blank letter. All right, part one is in your journal. And remember, in your journal, your journal is yours and yours alone. Nobody gets to read it but you. It's not for popular consumption. So as you go through the assignment, I want you to think of that. Nobody, this is not meant for anybody to read. You don't have to worry about what you're saying. So you can be true from the gut when you write in here. Be bluntly, to the quick, to the marrow, honest as you write. It's so important for this. All right. So I want you to, on the first part of this, in your first uh, part one, I want you to write on your journal page, dear blank, and then fill in the blank with someone from your present day or as far back as you can remember. All right. The first one, go once you do the first one, then go down and do the line and just keep filling it out, dear blank, dear blank. The blank has to be people that you know or have met or who have personally impacted your life. You know, if you don't remember their name uh, or never knew it, you can just write, Dear Substitute Teacher in the fourth grade. Okay? Make the list at least 20 dear blanks long, and I challenge you to go to 40. I want you to think about everyone in your past, if you could, that you would write a letter to, for whatever reason, good or bad, indifferent. You know, anyone... Uh, you may have something you'd like to say to or to thank for or to forgive or to ask forgiveness from or to say forgiveness ain't coming. You know, someone you want to, you still have questions for or still want to give answers to. And not just the obvious people. The ones I'm more interested in are the ones who might have only been in your life for a moment, just a, a brief sliver of time, and yet you still think of them. You still remember them. There was a guy that made a comment to me as I walked out of Sherry's restaurant one time. It wasn't even a full second of my life, and I will never forget that man. He changed my life, and he doesn't even know it. So I would love to write a letter to him. You know, to the very first black woman that I ever saw that I thought looked like a queen, the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life, I wish I could write a letter to her. You know, people who are only there for a moment. You know, I only saw her for the length of a traffic light. Yeah, I still can see her so vividly in my mind. All right, so those are the people I want you to reach down to. I want you to get past all the obvious ones and find those people and make this list. Dear blank. Part two of the assignment is I need you to choose three people and I want you to write those letters. Choose three people off that list, and I want you to sit down and write those letters. Dear blank. Dear woman at the stoplight. Dear fourth grade substitute, substitute teacher. And write those letters. Write them from the gut. Write them as if you were pouring your heart out to them without any fear or hesitation. All right. Then, part three. I want you to add ten more people to that list. Once you've written it out as far as it can go, the next part is add, and you've written those three letters, add ten more people to the list. And then, out of the entire list, not just the ten, 
out of the entire list, I want you to write three more letters. Pick three more people and write three more letters. So when you're done, you actually have six letters you've written. Okay? And one of the things, and I'm not even kidding about this, one of the things that that are instructions in my will or to do when I die file on my computer, and I'm not even kidding, I have one of those, because <laughs> you know, even after I'm dead, I can't let someone else have control of things. I just need to know that they're going to go right. Um, is when I die, there are journals with a yellow tag on them, and those are to be burned immediately. <laughs> so when you're writing, because some of these letters are going to be pretty personal. You could be writing one to your father. Or your or your so and so, you know, somebody that if they ever found it, you know, it could cause some issues. But I don't want the fear of that coming into play when you write these letters because you have to be that honest when you do it. So once you are done with this assignment, you can get rid of those letters. All right, you won't need them necessarily anymore. All right, just that makes you feel a little bit better. That, but that's how gut wrenchingly raw. And honest, I want you to be when you write these six letters. All right, part four. What I want you to do is I want you to, and it's better if you handwrite these, okay? The rest of the assignment from here on out you can do on the computer. But the letters themselves, because it's such a personal thing, I want the tangible contact between mind and paper and pen. Okay, I want that tangible contact to the paper through the pen. So... When you're all done, I want you to lay out all the letters and start out with the very first letter with a highlighter. Get a highlighter marker. And I want you to read through it and start highlighting all of the lines that seem super powerful to you or you feel say something important or hold a punch or just seem to stand out so powerful or even maybe like an exhale in the letter or touch. But the most emotionally impactful imagery sentences, thoughts, whatever. I want you to highlight those. When I do this, I always actually do it twice. I start out with a yellow and end in a green. And after I'm done with the first one, within the yellow, I'll go back through that and pare it down even more. Like say I highlighted ten lines out of that letter. I would pare it down to five. Yeah, I would flush it out even even closer to the bone. But you don't need to do that. You can do whatever you feel like works for you, depending on how many lines you pick out in each poem. All right, so once you've done that, I want you to go do that to all six letters. All right? I want you to, either on a piece of paper, or if you want to choose, go to your computer, because you can copy and paste once you have them written down, and that's kind of easier here for some of you, I'm sure. But I want you to copy down all the lines from each letter. So say you had five letters from or five lines from letter one, you write down those five lines. Then letter two, you write down those six lines. Letter number three, you write down those eight lines. Letter number four, and so on down the line. But you write down on that list every line you highlighted. Then once you have that done, I want you to construct a poem using just those lines. This is going to be, by its source, it's going to be abstract in nature. 
but it should be recognizable as lines from letters to people or things you're saying to people. I'm not going to tell you to title it. Normally, um, it would be the blank letter, but I'm not going to do that this time with you guys. I'm just going to leave that up to you, what you title it, because I want you to maybe find something personal to you that ties everything together. All right. And if you want to use, like, you know, say you had five lines in uh, letter one, and you wanted to group several of the lines from that one or that one letter together, like say you wanted to write a poem and you had three lines in each verse, All right? So you could take three lines from the first letter, three lines from the second letter, and construct your poem. But just do it however you want. That's why I say doing it on the computer is kind of fun. You know what I do when I write on the computer is I, if I'm going to change something, I copy it, I scroll so that the page rolls a little bit, and then I paste it on top of it. So you could open one of my files in a poem I've written once I get to the point where I'm putting it on the computer, and you can actually scroll down and see how each line moved or changed or what edits were made. So I always save the original edit before I start a new edit. That probably sounds weird, but sometimes I, I'll start messing with it so much, it's like, no, 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 wait a minute, this has gotten too far away. What, is that, what was that I said? And I can just scroll down and I'm back to an original version and can start going again from there. Um, so, you know, that's one of the things that would work really, really good in a situation where you're doing something like this where you can just copy and paste lines and change them. Um, I'm going to... I want you to... I want you to play with this. I want you to really, really approach this you know, well, on a very personal level, but it's a real powerful exercise. You know, there's a lot of psychological reasons and emotional reasons that this can be empowering or scary or, you know, it can be a very emotional exercise to do. But that's what we are going for. You know, we've all read poems that were so emotionally impactful that it was like somebody kicked us in the gut. How do you write like that? It's by being this vulnerable. And so this is what helps you teach that, teach you that. Because you just open that open that up, whatever it is, and pour it all out. And you sort it out when you're done. And you find the lines that need to be in there. Okay. That's how you find those those great, emotionally impactful, take your breath away, balls your heart up into a fist type of poetry. So take all six letters, highlight the lines you like out of them, put them on, write them all down in a row, and choose lines out of that poem to write a, or out of that list to write a poem. And like I said, I normally call them Dear Blank Letter Poems, but you can tell it whatever you want. And I want you to piece together a poem using those lines. I'm, I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to give you any more than that. I'm just going to let you play with that. And if you have questions about it, if you want more information on this, if there's you know something that you have a question on, you can always shoot me an email. Like I said, normally these it's, it's easier to do these in the in a classroom setting or a a workshop setting. Because I can send you home to make that list of people 
and then I can send you home to write those letters. But you don't know what the end result is. You don't know what I'm going to give you next week. So you can't have that in your head. By giving you all the steps, you already know what I'm going to have you do at the end. And that is going to impact how you do this exercise. Okay. And if you guys ever get in a chance, you know, just random, if you guys ever get in a, a place where you're, you know, you can want to do a workshop or, um, you know, something like that, and you want to borrow any of these, take them, play with them, change them, do them, whatever. Um, they're out there in the universe, but there are some, there are really some good things that we go over. All right. So anyway, that is that one. That is it through all the final stages. If any of you do this to the end and have a finished poem, you will get so many bazillion kudo cool points for coming here and sharing it with me. You will have no idea. I can't even tell you. So, yeah, I would love to hear a poem that comes from this. All right, now, we're going on to your exercise. I'm only giving, because these are kind of in-depth and really take a lot of, it takes a lot of emotional energy to do this. Okay, this isn't this isn't for the casual weekend writer. You know, this is for someone who's going to invest into themselves. You know, and and it's okay. You know, I'm one week I'm a casual weekend writer and the next week I'm all motivated. So I'm both. And every 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 color in between, you know. So but this is very emotionally invested. So I'm only going to give you a couple. I don't want you just being overwhelmed. So only one journal assignment, only one exercise this week. The exercise we're going to do, and I really want to keep doing this because I think this, out of all the exercises, this is probably one of the most important I ever give you. An exercise is different than a journal assignment in the fact that, you know, a journal assignment is one-on-one Zen time, light incense and a candle and open a, a bottle of something, whatever it is that you drink and chill out, you know, and, and get all up and personal with your, your muse. An exercise is meant to push you out of your comfort zone, to make you uncomfortable, make you do things you've not done before, write in ways you've not written before. Think of something that you would never have thought of in a way you would, would never have thought about approaching it, all right? And I think one of the most, if you know, if I, if you never remember anything I say but this one thing, it should be this, is that it's more important what you do with your inspiration, with a prompt. It's more important what you do with your prompt before you write than what you write. More important what you do with your prompt before you write than what you write to it, okay? What I want you to do and what this is meant to teach you to do and help you be aware of to bring to the forefront of your consciousness is that we have muscle memory in our brain just like we do in our hands, like we're typing. You know, that takes muscle memory. Our brains are made the same way. All right, so I can say something to you, and your brain is automatically going to grab. It's like doing a search on your computer. If you were to type in, you know, a word, your your computer is going to grab the most popular, most used files and bring them to the forefront of the search, and then it's going to start digging deeper and looking for the rest of them. This is exactly the same thing, all right? It's meant to push you past those knee-jerk reactions you have 
when you are giving something that inspires you, that when you're sitting down to look at doing something creative and, and to write to a prompt. Instead of writing a poem to your prompt, I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page, and then I want you to make a list of every poem you could write to that prompt. So don't write a poem. Write all the poems you could write, all the different directions you could take that prompt, all the different things it can stand for or could be the voice of or the shadow of or you know, how can you twist it to make it into something completely different than what it is and use it in a poem. All right, so write the poem, write the prompt down, and then write down all the prompts that you or poems you could write to that prompt. So the prompt that I'm going to give you for this week is blown glass. Blown glass. So write that at the top of the page and then start making a list of all of the types of poems that you could write to that prompt. Remember, a prompt is either a title, a line-in, or the general, uh, the general basis of the poem. So write down all the poems you can write to that. Once again, pick a part of prompt is blown glass. All right, so we are going to go straight down to your prompts because we're only having one exercise. We're going to go move straight down to your prompts. Now, Prompts, as I said a moment ago, are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. So everything else up there is just to help you develop yourself as a writer. All right, Those are the things that are going to help you improve as a writer. Your prompts are meant to, to uh, motivate you into producing an actual poem. All right? It can be the title of your poem. It can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. Beyond these guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. So I want you to number your paper one through eight. I'm going to go ahead and give you the prompts. Number one, the same mute question. The same mute question. Number two, born from silence. Born from silence. Number three, the writer's fingers. I really hope Carlos isn't listening right now. (laughs) The writer's fingers. Number four, condemned to two faces. Condemned to two faces. Number five, A star tangled in branches. A star tangled in branches. Number six, the sickness of men. The sickness of men. Number seven, an arrow-piercing paper. An arrow-piercing paper. And number eight, into your scream. Into your scream scream. Now, you can do write a poem to each prompt. So you have eight poems. You can write, you can mix and match them and use line one and four and six and seven and write a poem just using those if you want to piece those ones together. 
or you can get real froggy and write a poem using all eight lines. If you missed any of these, this is the only one that I put on my page, but every week I put this list on my page and I add two more. So it's actually a list of ten. So if you want all ten prompts from this week, you'll have to go check out my Facebook page, which is under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. So run through these again real quick. Number one, the same mute question. Number two, born from silence. Number three, the writer's fingers. Number four, condemned to two faces. Number five, a star tangled in branches. Number six, the sickness of men. Number seven, an arrow piercing paper. And number eight, into your scream. All right, that is it on your prompts for this week. We are still going to be talking about our personal goals. If you want to talk about any of those, uh, your personal goals for this year, things you'd like to accomplish. You know, we're one of the things we're going to be really focusing on this week or this year is reading, reading, reading. You know, I always tell you if you are not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. So if any time this year I ask you, what are you reading right now? You should be able to have an answer. All right, you have to have input in order to have output. I cannot I cannot put enough exclamation points after that statement. Okay. So yeah, be prepared. You know, and I don't care what it is. You know, I, I don't care if you miss right now I am reading the ad to <laughs> to um I don't know, new solar paneled pencil sharpeners. And I'll say, cool, well, you're reading. It's awesome. <laughs> but but kind of like books, poetry books would be the ultimate goal here. Um, one of the things I want you to think about doing, I think should be a goal for all of us. You know, if we are writers, it doesn't matter what kind of a writer we are. We should all have working knowledge of all everything in our field. So if we're at a... a workshop somewhere and somebody starts talking about something, we should at least have a working knowledge of our craft enough to where we can carry on a conversation and not feel alienated if there's things that we don't understand. So what we're going to be concentrating on this year is I want you to learn this year I want you to learn this once once a month, but if you don't do it, if you have to do them all into the next December, I don't care. You just need to learn 12 new poetry forms this year. Whatever ones you want, just do you know do a a Google search under poetry forms and find one. You know there are tons of different types of haiku, just forms of haiku. You could just learn that, learn twelve different haiku forms if you want to be like make it super easy. And talking about haikus, I'm still going to you know press upon you that I want you to every day find something in. During the day, something in your life during that day, that, that 24 hours, that's worth 17 syllables. Always carry a little journal, a little notebook, a little three, you know, one of those little flippy pad things with you. And if you have one of those poetic hiccups, those thoughts, those ideas, write it down. I don't care if it's only 15 syllables. You can go back and add the other ones later. All right? But every day, find something worth 17 syllables. Write a haiku a day every single day. It makes it simple. It's what keeps writer's block. One of the other workshops I teach, and this is from that, is called Writer's Block is an Urban Legend. It's like the boogeyman. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. 
Writer's block does not exist. Writer's block does not mean, oh my God, I did not write a poem today, but I can post it on Facebook so I can obsessively sit there and hit refresh to see how long it takes people to like it. And oh my God, why didn't they like my poem? I am so deleting them. They are so basic and history. Goodbye. All right. That's not what writer's block is. You know, you didn't write a poem that day. You don't have to write a poem every day. You should take that expectation off of yourself. You are much more than just a poet. You are a writer. You know, the key to writing, the key to continually be able to write, is just to write something. And that's why this haiku thing is so easy. Every day, even if it's crap, I don't care. Like literally, I wrote one about crap the other day because I was walking my dog. And I got pissed off because people didn't pick up their poop. Okay, so anyway, I did. I got I got a poop hi- poop haiku, a puppy poop haiku. So yeah, go through every day and find something worth 17 syllables. All right, so you know, once again, guys, remember you're not just poets. Have fun exploring and writing outside of your label, and you'll be become a better poet because of it. That is everything that I have for you right now for your exercises and workshops and all that good stuff for this week. Remember, if you didn't catch something, you can come back and uh, listen to the podcast after the show's over and be able to write those down and follow through them and you know start and stop as you need to. I am going to start the show off today uh, with a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a while but had a chance to talk to and it was just really awesome. I'm going to play a piece by Apollo Poetry. You can Google him and check him out. He has all kinds of amazing things that he's done. You know, been on all kinds of crazy TV shows and just yeah, yeah. Go check him out, Apollo Poetry. I was with him, sitting in a bar eating pizza and drinking coffee the morning that. Um, Michael Jackson died, and he sat and he wrote a poem for that. It was pretty cool. It was pretty awesome. Incredible poet, incredible man, human being. So this is a, this is Apollo Poetry with Rusty. We'll be right back, guys. After they saw him approach a female, they nicknamed him Rusty. See, in high school, he was nothing more than a walking piñata. He would graduate with honors, but he never fought for his own honor. Some would blame it on the absence of his father. Others would say it was his mother's legs, because just like Rusty's mind, they were always open. You would think that someone like that would have no love left. There was no love felt just yet. But then the day came as if it was prophesied. I could have sworn that his eyes were a cigarette butt, the way that they lit up. Her real name was Fran, but he nicknamed her Fry, because just like the food, she was fast and he knew it wasn't good for him. But good old Rusty fell in love with Fry, but how could he stop the music while she's dancing with another guy? So they became just friends. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. His love for Fry ends. Friends. But if only he knew. 
that if only she knew That for all those 365 day sessions of broken promises He really loved her Rusty spent years as a prisoner of half-painted walls Writing poetry hoping that it will guide him to that moment that he's been waiting for But that moment turned into a day Turned into a year Turned into a lifetime I'm comparing my life to his So I asked him Whatever happened to the woman that you loved He just looked at me and said Drugs Then he handed me a poem A poem that was so deep That my eyes went into war But my tears won He said tears It's funny that the further they travel The less that they become See she never knew that I loved her But I knew that she loved me, and I asked him how. He said that that poem wasn't written by him. It was written by her. Handed to him at her funeral. Then he looked at me and said, So if you love someone, you tell them now. Because the end of your life can be now. So why are you still around? Go and change the world, because I never could. I just stood in front of the hourglass, watching the sand pour, covering my history, because I miss her so much. With a tear rolling down his eye, he said, Just one touch. If only I had loved her, I could have saved her life. I could have saved her life. Then I grabbed his hand and he started trembling in fear Getting flashbacks of when he was my age And he had his whole life ahead of him But what was ahead of him is now behind him What he ran away from is now inside him And together they're slowly dying He said that his life was just a waste of life Because he never saved a life He wished he could have made it right I told him what happened to her wasn't your fault Being afraid is not a crime And don't ever say you never saved a life Because after today, you just saved mine After that conversation, seven days passed, and then so did he, and they were back together at last. So now when I love, I love with no fear. Now when I cry, I enjoy every tear, because if you don't, then why are you even here? Go and change the world, because I never could. Go and change the world, because I without their dreams coming true. But it's not too late for you. You're still alive. So go out there and grab it. 
and make a difference. And now let's listen to the voice of a beautiful woman who's no longer with us. As she sings to us from the other side, just close your eyes. Artists who want to have your track played on the air, you can email those to me at the other word that is in the email title, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com. Make sure you put MP3 file, audio track, something along those lines in the subject uh, line for me so I can, it kind of stands out. We can get it uploaded to the show's library and play it on the air. We'd love to have it. All right, next. Again, if you would like to call in and share tonight, the number to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. I kind of want to let you know what to expect if you are on hold. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 216 is our first caller tonight. So it's from your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's real important that people know who is reading and your name is attached to your work. When, you, uh, when you're reading, we can start off doing two poems, two normal length poems. Um, kind of keep them right around the five-minute mark because of people uh, waiting in line behind you. If the lines get too busy and I need to change that back to just one poem, I'll let you know when that happens. And if it happens on your turn, I am so sorry. But right now, you're good to go at two, if you'd like to share two with us tonight. And then, when you're done reading, make sure that you have your URL to give us, so people can come over and find you. Remember that we do have a mature rating. That means just about anything goes, with the exception of hardcore uh, erotica, the porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A and a slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. I want to give the first three callers so you can have a heads up on where you are. We have 216-731, followed by 903. I do want to let area codes 757 and 407 know that you are not in the lineup. If either, either of you would like to come on and share with us tonight, please press 1 on your phone. That will alert me that you want me to unmute you. If you're here just hanging out and listening... I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming by. If you change your mind at any time and would like to come on the air, then go ahead and press 1 at that time. Once again, that's area code 757 and area code 407. All right, let's go ahead and grab 216. Mama, you're on the air. Okay. I was listening and good evening, Naiva. <laughs> hey, Mama, how are you? No, we're not going to go into all that. But I'm here, and I got a little bit of my voice back. 
I did get a recommendation from a friend on what to take for the acid reflux. So um, I, I st- my doctor listened to her suggestion, and uh, it's working. So I'm getting back my voice, and I'm able to eat again. So I'm really happy about that. Did you get your figs in the mail? Not yet. You may want to check. I'll have Christopher check because Christopher sent you a box of figs for Christmas. Because he didn't want you eating rocks. And they are so healthy for you. Thank you, Christopher. I'll be looking out for them. They should they should have been there long before now. But I'll have him double check on that and I'll give you an update on in the email. Okay. Let me tell you how slow the mail is. Oh, I know how slow it is. It was so slow that my goodies turned into rocks. (laughs) My goodies petrified on their way to you. Uh, Let me tell you how slow the mail is. Uh, Coming in, not going out. What? Uh, wait a minute. They sent, we sent, somebody sent us something on March the 4th, and we just got a letter from the post office saying that um, we'll be getting that mail, like, yesterday. Make an apology. It's really bad. So they it was mailed out December 4th, and we're just not getting it. Hmm. So that, well, I I will for sure have Christopher check on that through because he he ordered them through Amazon for you. Wow, and they are so good for you and so full of nutrients. And the doctor just put me on fifty thousand units of vitamin D. That's how low my um, my immune system was down. Why I was so weak and why I was so sick. So I'm taking tomorrow. I gotta take another uh, ten thousand units. I have to take it for eight weeks. So tomorrow, tomorrow is Friday. It'll be my second dose. They called me while I was in transit. So those figs are really going to come in handy because they are full of nutrients. And I thank you so much. And that I'll is just tell so them for you. Yes, thank you. So um, Facebook. He said. Oh, he said. It, to- he told me to tell you too that it pays to call him your favorite. <laughs> I'll remember. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, re- I'll remember that. I'll remember Mama gets that. figs because I are uh, yeah figs because I'm her favorite. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that. I'll remember that. I'm gonna leave and look into it further. Wow. I thought he wonderful. was gonna die when you said you bit into a rock because you thought it was a fig. I thought he was gonna lose his gourd. I really did. It was so funny, and it's like, oh no, we gotta get that. We gotta get Mama some damn figs. Well, you make, <laughs> have you, her eating you, rocks. You didn't make it. You didn't make it any better when you said it was dinosaur poop. <laughs> it wasn't dinosaur poop. It was gold ore. No, okay. that 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 wasn't the one. The gold ore wasn't the one. It was another one. It was flat, like a dry. Yeah, stick. that's gold ore as well. It was? Oh, wow. It, that's okay, a no, different no. kind of gold ore. That's decomposing granite. It's gold ore, yeah. The slice. Oh, okay. Okay, wow. Now if I look, know. you can see well, the gold in it, yeah. Okay, well, I saw the pig in it, and I'm getting some pigs, so now I'm, I'm really happy because I really got to stay neut- neutralized. I don't know if that's <laughs> or not. So how about I'm a really poem, gotta... Mama? 
I got a, a piece called Mutiny of the Mind that Facebook sent me. But I was going to say one other thing first um, about my favorite people that I'm supposed to write about. Uh, four of my favorite or rememberable people were, were dogs. Does that count? <laughs> I think it might. <laughs> okay. I got to write about Big Shot. I got to give a shout-out to uh, uh my uh, black dog, who I don't know his name, I told you about, they used to wait for me and walk me to school and then wait for me and walk me home from school and then disappear. I got to give a shout out to him in my poem. Um, and then I had another one named, um, I had a Doberman Pinscher, and his name was Lacey. And uh, he was uh, a really good dog. I mean, really. So those are my, like, three favorite dogs, and then I had one more. Named Punky, <laughs> he was a little poodle, <laughs> poodle mix. So yeah, so those are my three favorite people, four favorite favorite people. <laughs> so when I write my uh, my prompts, they're gonna be about those people or nine people. Okay, my form. You're getting straight on. Okay, mutiny of the mind. <laughs> The name of the piece is Mutiny of the Mind. Did you ever stop to think, what about tomorrow? What is really on the other side of today? Should I force myself to go along when my insights tell me things are wrong? Did you ever stop to think? Could my life have gone a different way if I'd chosen a different route? I think I could have took another stance against injustice and brutality. One day I thought and realized my thoughts were never really my own. That day I vowed to think my thoughts. That day, I vowed to think my own thoughts, speak my words in my own tone, stop and think while being alone. I will listen to that still, small voice that will guide me to that perfect light. And if I ignore my deep down gut, My inner voice will yank my heart. I really had to stop and think. What about eternity? Did you ever stop to think about forever? Not religion, nor popular opinions, nor cultures or traditions. Neither the numbers of votes nor the amount of temptation's wealth can ever again make me feel right about doubting myself. Did you ever stop to think that people who cause mind mutiny mind your business well, as if they have you under scrutiny and want you beneath their spell? Did you ever stop to think your life 
requires your participation. Without participating in your own life, where then will your soul go? Flesh rots. Hearts keep records and bones slowly decay and sink before the soul flies away. A human can always change his ways. Man must secure himself against negativity before he reaches the brink. If only he'd meditate a while and seriously stop and think. And that's that piece. I absolutely love it. You know, the herd mentality. You know, stop. I love the part where it says stop and think while you're by yourself. Yeah. You know, have your own thoughts. Have Don't have something influencing it. Awesome. What's your second piece, Mama? Okay, that one was long enough, and we talked long enough, so I'm going to pass it on to the next. <laughs> okay. I loved it. I'm really serious. I I think that is a really good I think that poem is very relevant to what's going on right now. Yeah, well, you know, I, Facebook sent it to me. I don't know what year that was, but it was 2015 or something. Like, yeah, they sent me, but they sent me really good poems, so they must be like holding all my good poems for me to recite now. Because they used to <laughs> kick me off. They used to kick me off when I wrote good poems, but now that they don't like the person that I didn't like. Um, <laughs> Maybe they realize your mom and they better watch their shit. <laughs> or something. <laughs> okay, baby. I don't want I don't want people mean mugging you and uh I love you and uh I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. I'll I'll get a hold of you after I talk to Christopher, okay? Okay. All right. Love you, Mom. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Our next caller comes from dun 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 area code seven three one. I believe this is. My Hi, this is seven three one area code seven three one calling from West Tennessee. Michael Todd, yay! <laughs> How are you, Michael? I'm doing outstanding as always. How about you? I am doing really good. It's it's been a really good crazy week. Sound good. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm I'm talking with a mouthful of wafers. I hate to I hate to tell you this. You say that every week and you sound perfectly normal every week. We're scratching our heads going, What are you hearing in your head? It's not real. You sound fine. It is I can't even then thank you for that because I it is seriously hard for me to form words right now with this thing in my mouth. And my S's come out all weird, and, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. I can't even tell you. But it's it, 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 I'm still here. We're good. <laughs> well, hang in there, kid. I've got no choice. Where else am I going to go? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, two things here. i got a quick poem and a little prose. won't take long with either one. The poem is a Poets Roundtable poem called The Romantic that was posted on January 14th, 2011. It was posted 10 years ago 
today. Wow. Wow. So, this ought to be fun. Interesting. <clears throat> I'll give you the writers when I'm at the end of it. Here we go. PRT203, The Romantic. I had been to the movie about the boy and girl who under a lattice bridge float free. Bodies touching only from elbow to wrist with press of a rose and a promised love wrote. Amidst the wreckage of time, that rose holds the moment in form and locks in beauty, held together tenderly like gentle fronds of a feather that, although wet, remain afloat. I have kissed the lips of true love's heart and felt the quenching of my soul so sweet. Divine, the mist did linger upon my skin, resplendent in its purity and truth. Wrapped about us like a blanket of soft, fine cloth, not found here on earth, complete. A moment lived, an ocean of desire fulfilled, mirrors eternal hope of love's everlasting youth. Life here on earth is rent by grief, loss, and despair when two souls with one heart are cruelly by circumstances parted. Our oasis of love in the parched landscape of our hearts is the promise we have made to one another, which is a balm for loneliness pangs even now. We too dream of more to come as tragic tragedy stole our hopes in this life where our forever love had only just started. Our promise, our succor is this. The one who departs this life first will keep steadfast watch for the other so that we may be joined in love in an eternal vow. I've read the story about the prince and princess fighting dragons from another day, holding to each other until the end of the beginning, making way as doves on wing. For failure is but an ancient fable when it comes to love, if it's real anyway. And on a night such as that, I believed in fairy tales and love. I believed in anything. The winter sun cast our golden arcs of warmth as tender fingers traced familiar lines upon your face. I've gazed into your hazel eyes ten thousand times, bearing the depths of my soul's persistent yearning. Pure passion flows, sparks of electricity pulling us into a glow of love's hypnotic embrace as we merge fantasy and reality stoking the flames to keep romantic fires forever burning the romantics here were Lainey Ruthie Lisa Valerie and Colleen the suitor of course was DJ Mike <laughs> What a lineup that is. What a lineup those ladies are. That was impressive. I miss those days so much, Michael. Well, I do, too. I do, too. But, you know, it's fun to look back. It is. I miss it. Are you going to read two tonight, my love? Yeah, I've got a little, just a little prose thing right here. It's, it's just real quick. Basically, it went in as a comment on a Facebook post by my friend Lisa Conrad. 
She's uh she lives in the Show Me State in Missouri. She put a picture of herself on some stilts. My God, she's not like they were real. And I I've I've I just thought for a minute, my imagination went a little crazy and I wrote this. For most of the summer, Lisa felt left out of the neighborhood activities. Badminton was off the grid because of Billy Bledsoe's terrible misfortune, tripping over an ill-designed sprinkler system and spraining an ankle. The race to the good-humored truck was often won by Lisa because she was fast and because she lived on a corner estate in a downstairs room so she could see and hear the ice cream man coming in advance of her neighbors. However, the Marymobile no longer ran this route. They had succumbed to the power of big box groceries who would offer curbside service, loading advance orders into car trunks and back seats. The last bastion of activities on her street was yard sales. People would come from all directions to peruse every Saturday on the lawns, except for Lisa's lawn. For you see, Lisa had nothing to sell. Lisa's efficient nature was her downfall and would have led to her demise had it not been for a a mid-morning dream in a reclining chair, result of a sugar high from eating one too many cherry pastries with the morning coffee. In her dream, she led a street parade for the newly arrived circus had come to town. Turning a corner, Lisa was face-to-face with clowns who were leading their parade, showcasing a carnival on their first day in this fair city. The clowns were menacing, each striding on stilts. When the factions clashed, the clowns toppled like dominoes. Lisa swung repeatedly with skill and might, taking all the clowns down with her personal hand-strung badminton racket. Thursday found Lisa walking door-to-door on stilts, gracefully gliding. The offers were high, but Lisa was careful to not sell all of her wares before the end of the yard sale season. They were her ticket to ride, and ride high she did on her carny stilts. Watch out for low limbs, Lisa. In peace. <laughs> that is hysterical. <laughs> you, I don't know anyone who writes Slice of Life like you do. You are, you are the most amazing storyteller. Where you're able to create, take an, and you've always been on that, take an instant and create the whole story in it, in this fantastical way. I bet she was delighted. I think she was. I don't know. I was delighted when she was taking out the clowns and punching them. That made me happy. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, somebody said, define evil clowns. I said, all clowns are evil. Mm -hmm. Yes. They creep me out. All right, Michael, my darling, tell everyone how they can come find you, show you love and appreciation and all that good stuff. Uh. Where am I? I don't know. I can't even remember where I'm at. In my heart you are. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have a blog spot page. That's <laughs> it. You can come to mikeTodd.blogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D dot blogspot.com. I have 33 poems there. 33 and I hope, have, I hope to have another one or two this year. So there. Very cool. All right. Great job, Michael. Thank you for sharing that beautiful poem with all those amazing writers 
and I miss Colleen. I miss Colleen. I miss all of them. Okay, so thank you. Great poem. Welcome. You, Have a great by the ladies. Bye. And love you and talk to you next week. Bye. Okay. Amazing Michael Todd. Next caller, 903, you are on the air. Hello, Nyla. How are you doing tonight? Hey, honey. How are you? Doing good. This is Eric Shellman. Of course. I have to introduce myself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm doing good. Uh, just another day. <laughs> yeah? What are you going to share with us tonight, love? Uh, I got two poems. They're by the same poet. So, uh... I was debating on whether to read those or read the Jabberwocky and A Long Tale uh, by Lewis Carroll, but I'm just going to read two of his poems. So I got two books. Uh, I posted them on Facebook. I haven't had a chance to read all of them. So this guy you know, I, I need is... To, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Yeah. But, you know, when I was putting together all this stuff for the show at the first of the year, yeah. And I'm always telling people, if you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. And I I instantly thought of you. And I just had <laughs> to kind of laugh because I know you're such a reader, not only of your, not only of classic poetry and that type of thing, but of your contemporaries, of your peers, you know, mm-hmm. you're, and you support them by, you know, purchasing their books and things like that. And I just think that you are a perfect example of what I'm trying to talk about when I talk about reading more than your writing. Do you think right. that your reading inspires you to write more? Of course it does. And I also write free reviews too. So uh, I even had a friend uh, tell me that I should make my own review uh, business. And I haven't had a chance to figure all that out yet, but maybe one day I will. I won't become rich off of it. And I looked at different prices, and they range from 100 to, to like 2000 So <laughs> maybe I could do it as a hobby. Wow, so, if I but, I would be rich yeah. right now if I had if I had been charging. <laughs> I was just yeah, me them. too. I consider it a but cur- just, courtesy to your writer, fellow writers. Yeah, I'm just doing it for free right now. It's just a, it's a labor of love. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. what that's what reading and writing is. I'm not a, you know, like I say all the time, I'm not a god poet, you know, or a poet, poet god. I'm just I just write and express. I mean, it's not, and and you can be, you know, you can be a crappy poet, you can be a crappy writer, you know, but. Uh, it's a form of, you know, it's just like what poetry and, and writing is. It's an art of words. That's it. Yeah, that's a simple mm-hmm. definition. It's an expression, yep. whether it's ranty, listy, which I've been known for forever, whether it's organized. Like right now I'm working on my book with my travel poems, and I'm doing content structure. It's a brand-new concept to me because I've never done it. Content structure is putting like lines and verses together instead of having it listy. And also having it sporadically, you know, I write my poems sporadically. Are you going to do my assignment where you learn a new poetry, twelve new poetry forms this year? Yes, I think I that am. would be really good for you. Yeah, there's a there's a website called uh, shadowpoetry.com. They got a whole lot. Like I think they got, I think twenty, maybe thirty different ones from all over the world. I actually, that's where I first. I actually started reading. 
this book called Creating Poetry back in the Navy, and that was back in 2005. I was on my first ship. Well, it might have been. Yeah, it was on my first ship. I went to a used bookstore, and I got this book, and this professor wrote this book. Mm-hmm. And it I was actually he had the same <laughs> yeah he had the same name as the famous poet and I think it's the same person but it's uh John Drury I guess is how you pronounce it I'm not for sure but anyways he actually first got me into started writing form poetry and he had the same concept you do and me too and when I started first started doing form poetry you learned forms and I took it to the extreme where I was doing 20 of the same form just to get the form down. And mm-hmm. I was doing that with about 20, I think, 20 different forms, somewhere around there. And it was just a writing exercise. That's all That's all it was. I mean, yeah, I wrote poems, you know, but, <laughs> but I had to learn. And then the whole concept is you got to find your own voice. You know, I've been looking for my voice for like like 17 years. I finally found it, you know. But, but the thing about right. that is your it voice did. is always changing because you're changing. That's right. You're growing, you're yeah, evolving, you and you have to be keep tapped yeah. into that, and you really do. That impresses yeah, me. Yeah, changing, yeah. Changing is inevitable, of course, and you can't really help that. So, I mean, it's going to happen no matter what. You know, I'm not saying that I was bad when I first started in 1999 after reading Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. You know, I started writing poetry and short stories. Back then, I was not saying I was great, you know. I didn't know, but I was just—I had just started. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, one day I will have a collection poetry book of my own where I'll have a whole lot. Well, I have from 1999 until you know, until like until now. But you know, maybe you know, maybe I'll have several different ones, and I'll have you know from where you could see the evolution of you know. Be an evolution of my poetry, so you can see where I went this far into this, and blah 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 blah. You know, and I'm, I maybe I'll have all six of my books together as well, you know, or maybe all of my five books right now that I have as PDF. So, but yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with reading. It's also a form of escapism too. So if you don't mm-hmm. have to, if you don't want to deal with reality, and you don't drink and don't do drugs anymore, like me, <laughs> then you can find, you know. You can find an alternate reality. I even did that as a kid, too. So <laughs> you a need a bumper escape. sticker that says, reading is my drug. Yeah, I do, for real. I'm going to get one now. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever get that one? Uh, we talked about, uh, can you dig her or can you dig it? I Remember did we're not. Remember, we're going to get you one. But I've got, I have that in my one? notebook. Yep, I have it in yeah. my notebook. Awesome. Yeah, that's what's up. Maybe I need to get that for you. <laughs> yeah, and I can get me one too. I can make it online. I've seen a couple of websites. I've been. I looked at a couple of ways you can do your custom make. You can make it whatever you want. So that's cool. But anyways, uh, so I got this guy Stephen Fortune. He's an awesome poet. Uh, he actually is from Nova Nova Scotia, Canada. So, and his first book is called Hollow Weight. And uh, the poem I'm going to read is called You Implanted the Sun. Hang on one second. All righty. So this is, of course, by Stephen Fortune. But All right. I murmured a plea for the sun's sense of security, anticipating no reply over the incessant wheeze of the blizzard's ear. Blundering breeze, I need not have worried, for I now... Oh, sorry. 
I need not worry. I need not have worried, for I now realize you implanted the sun in my imagination. Long before I heard your voice emanating from the typeface of your own poetic fleece, so illuminating was your lush mane of locks in my blurred presence that I had to shade my eyes with confessions of emotions withheld. When you opened your light to absorb me, I could withhold no more. Reservations hidden in the cloak of fear escaped without my knowledge, and no longer did I dread unveiling feelings that originated in the presence of your photographed smile. Your photos are like prisons, unjustly holding back the happiness I long to free. In a heartbeat, would I liberate your smile from its jail in exchange for incarceration of my hands. In your glistening, glistening array of silken tresses, the slightest hint of a nervous thumbprint, I would leave on the warm plains of your crimson lips. And to your eyes, I would send a silent telegram with a glare of my own. Somewhere in our field of vision, maybe a duet could be composed in the silence of unwritten knowing. The loudest love song ever written, sung in silence and applauded with the claps of lonely lips liberated. That's in peace. Wow. And are both of them that you're going to read tonight by the same poet? Yes, and it's in two different books, too. So I'm about to tell you that, too. So the second one is Black Magic Closure. This is another book of his. This was by Stephen Fortune again. This one's completely different than that one. All right, this is called We Are Seven. We Are Seven, neither sin nor cliche, a receptacle of orphaned answers, open-ended to the nines, astral plane merchant, material world refugees, game for donations of trimmed locks to a jarred tumbleweed to envelope empty imperial synchronocracies in honor of sea-dwelling patamons. We breathe through the senses like ingrown gills. The moonlit Clouds are an earth, are an earthly, earthy, green. We've assembled in this vibrating circle to build layers like blonde bubbles, uh, blown bubbles. My bad. Sorry, this is my first time reading it aloud. <laughs> Sensitive and yet supporting human, humid haunches of communal weight, compensated in atomic clusters of invisible compatibility. Incense and sensibility engrave a core of thoughtful silence into the rotation of combustive observation and congealed pun. Small wonder that for so long we allowed the sun to paint our heads haphazardly, atoning for the naive narcissism of entangled youth. Now we revel in the brew of liquid spectra dispersed in cool adulthoods, ejaculations of controlled chaos 
Matadoras in the vicinity of Crimson Responsibility, how do we excavate the mundane ingredients of domestic domesticity for prime time reality made rele- relevant by lack of peeping irony? How do we influence fauna and what do and what of the precious slug? Chameleon dream sprouts a new dimension as audience status is flung upon us. Suddenly the ghost of a novel in- intimidates a context wooed by a roving point of view. The precocious slug has reminded us that we author our subjective chapters on the watery papyrus of plants. Seven others may coral the flowers of their own universe. Dimensions are the masses granted reference in a scene before the seeds of chapter of characters are crushed and of characters are crushed beneath the weight of plot. Still we muse on multitudes in the way a referendum referendum there we go. Chisels a conscious, a, a consensuous, down to verbal integer. The suppression of a seven-way origin relays a language immune to frequency and translation. We are backyard druids, encapsulating uncharted gardens of stone for the skin of linguistic knees. We are a throng of throbbing batons severing the generation draft with a with the aerodynamics of coded rhythm we are corrugated fridge magnet speech balloons in the silent parade we are frothy fingers smearing beige latte love over maps of black coffee we are livers poisoning the lightweight dryers drunk on provision we are the chariot. We are seven. That's in peace. You know, I can really tell why you gravitate to this writer. Um, I think that if yeah. I were to say out of the two poems that you just read of his, the second one's your favorite. Yes, it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's not, it's because I always say that we, one of the important things to about reading is we will find voices we understand, someone we just connect with. And though listening to that poem, it doesn't sound like one of your poems, but I can tell you're from the same tribe as him. Right. That's correct. I can tell that this is a poet who actually speaks to you, that you, when you read their work, I can tell that you are actually find a connection in it. Am I correct? You're correct. Yeah, I could hear it. I could hear it in the in the poem you were reading. Yeah, yeah, I like some challenging and you know some things you you know can't comprehend and you know even when I do my poetry forms too you know I do I do like the challenge as well. So and it's just like you say you should be writing outside of your comfort zone too, you know, mm-hmm. not just in your comfort zone all the time. So. But uh, yeah, next time I'll read uh, a long tale in Jabberwocky. 
I just wanted to read him. I do got another um, poet, uh, and I can read her next time, too, and she's contemporary. But, yeah, no, I like to support both. Um, I like to support, of course, everyone that I actually like. You know, of course, you know, as much as I support, you know, my poets, there are poets I like. I'm sorry, funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm just being real. And I don't like all, I don't like all poets. Don't like all writers, and not all writers and poets like me either. So, and that's okay. And that's good. We all find our own tribe. That's right, precisely. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) That's it. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed both, and you read me correctly on it too. So, very cool. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you, please. All righty. Well, you can find me on uh, my blog, personal blog. I think I got. 50 poems there, I think somewhere in there. Um, anyway, so I've got a, it's Shellman, all lowercase, uh, eric.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter. It's at sign, uppercase, Shellman, Eric. Um, you can find me on YouTube. It's, uh, it's Eric Shellman. You can find me on the actual URL too. HTTPS colon slash slash YouTube dot com slash channel slash U C I N I zero B N M S O G Z Z U Q J W I T N Z O A. And uh, I'm on Instagram, but I don't really use it anymore. It kind of throws my account. It's kind of boring me. But um, I did move over to Gab as well. It's an alternative anti tech, big tech form. And it actually doesn't censor anybody. And I've been censored, hacked, and fished on Facebook, supposedly by Facebook, too, you know, at least 10 times. So, But, you know, they are a private corporation, and I'm not going to spend, you know, a lot of time on that. But if you want to be a free speech forum, then you should have ideas from every, you know, every idea of every person. But they also constantly change their community standards, too. So you don't know what's, oh, well, you know. You broke the community standards, Eric. (laughs) Bad boy. (laughs) We're going to change them for you so you can break them again. All right, thanks. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) Thank you. I love you too, Nyla. All right, well, thanks for having me. Sorry for taking up too much time if I did. As uh, Dan, I think, used to say, on to the next poet, or actually on to the real poet, wasn't it? Or is that Stan? I can't remember. That's Whatever. Michael. I can't remember. It says on to the real poet. Michael. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah. On to the real poet. <laughs> <laughs> All so. right. And we'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. You did a great job tonight. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. Sorry yeah. I messed up so many times. You I just did never, awesome. I, you, did, you did fine. We're just hanging out having fun. How can you mess yeah. up having fun? That's true. Precisely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Have a great night. I'll talk you to you too, all next man. week. I'm going to... Uh, Open mic night in person tomorrow. So they got Have lots of room. Have someone video you with your phone. 
Uh, I will. I will do. Um, I actually have a person that videos, but he said he had a problem, and he's been hoarding the video. He videos with the actual professional canyon. Um, Tell him I said to crawl camera. out of his ass, and he's going to have a bigger problem that's five foot one crawling up his if he doesn't grab your dang phone and video you for me. That's great. Yeah. No, I'll get someone to videotape me, though. Because he hasn't been sharing, I don't know what the hell, but he said something was wrong with Movie Maker or something. I don't, I don't know what the hell. It's an excuse. But the thing is, he's one of those that posts his objectives in life on his page on YouTube. Because he was posting the whole, the whole. You know open what? Mic While night, you're sitting YouTube. there, that that redheaded girl sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. If you hand her your phone and say, "Will you please record me up there?" She'll say, "Sure, hon." Yeah, that's true. She sure so will. ask ask that redheaded girl that's going to be sitting next to you. All right, I uh, will do. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Have a great Sarah. night. Great job, honey. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code two one nine two one nine. You're on the air. Actually, let me give you the next three. We have two one nine, eight four eight, and eight three two. So two one nine. You're on the air. Oh, yeah, now this is Brother Owen, from Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? I'm awesome, Brother O. How are you doing, honey? I'm doing good. And what have you brought us tonight? Uh, this is a poem I actually just finished yesterday, and it's, uh, it's on a topic that's uh, one of the hot topics uh Oh, that's uh, going on right now, the debate over getting the coronavirus vaccine. I'm turn it down. There we go. <laughs> Start when you're ready, honey. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm truly in the Cash 22 situation. And caught between a proverbial rock and a hard place as we change it to getting the coronavirus vaccine. I've been classified as being the one of the high risk categories of contracting COVID 19. I'm a 45 year old African American male with congenital heart condition. The effects of the coronavirus will impact me more than a person with no pre existing condition under the CDC guidelines for getting my vaccine vaccination. I'm in category 1C, which supposedly includes people 65 years of age and older and adults with pre existing medical conditions. Be transparent with you, my dear brothers and sisters. I'm very, I have serious reservations about getting the corona vaccine because. Of the potential side effects include nausea, dizziness, muscle aches, and pain at the ejection site. Reading accounts of people had allergic reactions to the vaccines already. Even reading a very disturbing report where a doctor with no pre existing conditions died two weeks after receiving his dose of the COVID 19 vaccine. Now, I've been reading articles about the companies requiring their employees to be vaccinated or risk losing their jobs. There's widespread speculation of being trapped or microchips, widespread speculation of a planet to depopulate the earth, widespread distrust of doctors and medicine, particularly in the 
African American Latino community. Widespread reports of more contagious variants of the coronavirus around the world. Widespread reports about the effectiveness of the vaccine against all known strains of COVID-19 and widespread rumors about black people being used as guinea pigs like they were during the Tuskegee medical experiments back in the 1940s. I did their brothers and sisters before I decided to get the coronavirus vaccine. I want to be absolutely sure that this shot is both safe and 90 to 95% infected against all strains of COVID-19. And I'm conducting very thorough research on all the available vaccines out there by weighing the benefits against the potential risks by thorough analysis of the trials and data provided. And I really really want to know is the real facts about the side effects before I take this vaccine in porn. Wow. Very current. A lot of food for thought in there. That was really, really strong, Brother O. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm basically, uh, basically, um, they say what's going in my mind right now. I was, uh, coming up to tie the poem, it, 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 it clearly me. A lot of people, particularly in, uh, the African American community, in particular, there's a lot of mistrust of doctors and medicine. There's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of rumors going on, like, this shot supposedly is dangerous. But I encourage everybody out there who has doubts about the vaccine, do the research, and then make decisions for yourself. Don't be swayed by all these conspiracy theories going on, all these all this nonsense is going on, on social media. But yeah. I encourage you all you do is get the facts, research, and get the fat, the real fats, before you take that shot. That's all I'm saying. Lot, lot of controversial opinions on this. You know, it's just, it's such a hot right. topic right now. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, brother O, my darling, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can find you, sweetheart. Oh, good evening, everybody. I can be found on Facebook on Omar Brother Old Gavin. And um, and uh, you can find most of my older poems on the, on Facebook. I'll be uh, in the process of posting up new stuff, new poems, new poems as, uh, as I uh, see fit to post them. And as always, thank you for your support. And yours, my dear. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you, Brother O. I'll, I'll, I'll be back next week. All right, hon. Thank you. Take care. All right. Our next three callers, we have 848, 832, and 860. So 848, eight, you are on the air. Is that me, 848? 848, eight, that be you. Crazy Mary.
Good, you can hear me. One night, Thunder Cranny House. Look down in the house of Mary. Bare bold, hung newspapers covered walls, and Mary rising up above it all. Okay, here's that's what are we call it every week anyhow. Okay. What's left of the heart? A once hidden remembrance gathered in a drift of rose ash to fall asleep in a room of no one actualized in a solitude within a broken mirror and all the more of what never was there before the frame of reasoning where neither insight is validated behind the empty window of a misplaced ghost promise all this nothingness is blessed. Languish in the causeway of a dying hour and will be thy beginning as the pieces crumble the sum of old fears crowned in void and dust. Ah, breath of rebirth, I will breathe the indefinite. And the winter of your sins offers the least of compromise, intuitively certain of an identical insight that's internalized as the images of heaven are fate of the inevitable weight into an echo of nothingness and silence. And all this nothingness is blessed. And does that end, Pom? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know, know if you're doing a dramatic. Seriously, like pause, really. Gregory. Uh, oh, we're through the internet, you know. <laughs> Sorry, that you know what else? Yeah, end poem. Thank you. you. <laughs> oh my, you know, hold on. Let me tighten up the ending again. Let me not go. <laughs> Let me practice enunciation. Good gosh. Anyhow, how that have more tension, more weirdness. This is supposed to be like Thursday call and joyful poetry workout exercise and good things and then I had to like yell at the end of the poem. No, it should be like one of those conceptual pieces that just go into endless silence. Right? Some freaking, what's his name? Anyhow, <laughs> I didn't realize that. That works for me. Technically, <laughs> Philip Glass. Hold on. Let me go into a Philip Glass opus, John Cage, John Cale ending. Great. You need industrial sounds in the background. Yes. Yeah, Gregory, God. don't make no. me come over there and whack you on the nose. Yeah, the poem hasn't <laughs> ended yet. No, because, yeah. Yes, you lady. Anyhow. Oh, well, it is every week. And there's like the local uh, Zoom thing. So it was good. This is, yeah, they're getting a lot of performance, you know. A lot of time in. A lot of time in. So everybody's, you know, still trying to all that. But it should all end soon. So be it. Okay, so great. Oh, wow, we have our poetry office back in the White House. Gee, doesn't that suck? Oh, yeah, political. Keep your politics out of your creativeness. Oh, cool. You mean free speech? I get to say, like, I get to join the Klan handbook? Yeah, free speech. You mean hate speech. Great, yeah, let's not get rid of hate speech so people can freaking hit people in the head with fire hydrants. 
Yeah. Okay. See you next week. I'm glad. I, I'm glad we have our cultural office back in the White House. I'll tell like <laughs> Robert Pinsky that sucks. What's his name again? Billy Collins. Yeah, great. I'm sure he's bumming out too that we've got our poetry culture office back. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> and poem. Ah, uh, thank you, Gregory. Don't ever say, did I end the poem again? If you can't tell I ended the poem, you guys need fucking some help or something with that. And with infinite. And hey, I'm on a laptop. That's all that smartphone crap. Sort of. Okay, thank you. Uh, Love you, hon. Bye. Yeah, ho- hold on. Let me edit some other bad notes you don't know or bad notes because you don't know when your phrasing should end. Bob Dylan, perfect enunciation. Oh, you know, he sucks too. All that good stuff. Okay, let's have fun, you rebellious thing. Nice pictures, though. From Thank Adam you. Yes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, there's, yeah. It's the good blocking and framing. Okay, go easy. <laughs> end poem. Love you, Gregory. Bye, hon. Mary rising up. <laughs> oh, my God. He's such a handful. I also love that man. Gregory Schwartz. Google him. Check him out. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. <coughs> 832, you are on the air. Eight three two, are you with me? Hello? Hello. Is this Amelia? I, yes, but I didn't hear unmuted, so that's why I just was sitting here quiet. I was like, I didn't hear unmuted. Uh, good evening. It's Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, calling from Houston, Texas. <laughs> How are you doing, sweetheart? I am fabulous. At least I'm getting back to fabulousness. That is awesome. So what are you going to share with us tonight, sweetie? Um, It's called Allow Me to Be Your Closely Guarded Secret. Okay. King, I know you can keep secrets. It's one of your passions, yet I want to be the secret you hold close to your heart. Stimulate me with your exquisite words. Take me to paradise with your voice, melodic and smooth, a rhapsody to my heart. Keep our connection and conversations top secret. Hold me safe deep within the 33rd chambers of your heart. Allow our love to flow upon the ubiquitous, dancing upon the spiritual realm of our union, not just physical, but of heart and soul, swirling upon the universe as our united forces of king, queen, bring romance everlasting keep me locked away from your prying eyes as you speak each syllable into my waiting heart king i see your diamond shining brightly i don't need diamond rocks gold jewelry animal fur 
fancy cars or large bank accounts, all those are nice. But what I desire above all else is your heart of gold, the speed in which you sweep me off my feet, keeping me warm and with your warm smile and keeping me satisfied with your large desire for my body's delights. When our lips touch, the electric current will overflow, sending nerve endings into overdrive, causing pulsating heat to southern regions, pulling me into your embrace where I feel protection for once in my life, knowing you will stand as sentry over my heart, mind, and soul. Our bodies are on fire from the passion coursing from our hearts. We can wait no longer. You begin to undress me, kissing each area that becomes exposed to your view. The union I've waited for so endlessly. I'm so moist at your butterfly kisses upon my naked flesh. Your chocolate desire is protruding against my navel, throbbing with pure lust only two in love can have. Slowly you lay me back upon our bed, opening my gates of heavenly enchantment. I eagerly grope for your chocolate, placing it into the deepest part of the peachy fire, I let out a moan, calling your name, my beloved Chocolate King, stroking slowly and stimulating the moisture into the hot, sizzling nectar. We become one, throbbing, pulsating, dripping, consumption of each other's essences, kissing my neck and breast as you, upon, continue to grind into the peachy flames. Now... I'm screaming your name so loud we can hear the neighbors whisper. She has finally found her mate. Flip me over, and now you're driving hard, fast, and pulling my hair. As we together climax into the stars, we collapse into a heat of our sweaty bodies. Our marriage bed has now been sealed with the desires of our flesh and heart, catapulting us into forever, locked away from all others. Our love shall be our secret that we protect, serve, enlighten, encourage, bringing power, strength, and desire that is ours alone. Soulmate destined by heavenly proclamation, our union forever blessed, our love, strength, and desires locked away into the treasure chest of our souls, our secrets prized and guarded. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. Are you there? You hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, now I can. <laughs> okay. I was, I was saying, I don't know why you couldn't hear me, but what I was saying is I don't know if I, if I need to um, blush or smoke a cigarette or go on a diet after listening to that. 
of the above. <laughs> but I, I felt like, well, you know, I never get, you know, bumping body parts, as you always say. I never get that filthy. But I thought it was, um, you know, not too bad that I could go ahead and do that piece. But guess what, Nyla? That's a new piece. Oh, it is. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. So, so are you going to read a second piece tonight, Amelia? Yeah. Um, are you going to have a Drew read? N- no. Uh, uh, he is no longer uh, around. I guess okay. you can get the memo. No. Um, uh We'll have to talk off air, Nyla. Okay. And besides, if he was around, I probably wouldn't have have probably done that. But um, uh, <laughs> so since um, I don't know when it when one of the guys uh was saying I was it Michael was like a ten year old poem. So this is from uh, 2017, so this is a little bit old, but not quite as old as his. It's called Shadows. The moonlight shines through my windows, casting shadows upon my walls. It's now, as night enters into my abode, that shadows take shape and speak to me. Visions melt into what was so long ago. Memories of the joy and happiness we once shared. Dancing to the beat of the night. Till way after dawn. Romantic dinners for two with our wine glasses intertwined. Joyful outings to the park, zoo, and so many more. Smiling from ear to ear, the laughter still rings in my ears. Waking up beside you, feeling there was no safer place in the world than right where I was with your, right where I was within your arms, engulfing me in serenity. Our love making was so sweet and passionate and intense. It was beautiful as our hearts, minds, and souls moved to the rhythm of our song. You were all I ever wanted in life. You were my world and everything evolved around us. My great warrior, just you and I against the world. I wish those days never ended. I so desire to go back to a time to where that beauty was once at. You were my heart and soul. I loved you in every fiber of my being. You were mine and I was yours. and We were us. Now the teardrops fall from heartbreak. No, it, it never will be again. You seem so familiar to Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Edge Queen. I knew that was going to be an emotional read for you. As soon as I realized what it was about. Yeah, I didn't expect. Uh, it was written, you know, before what happened to happen. It was three years prior, you know. So, but yeah, it hit me. This is like, the second yeah. time. 
Yeah. But you know what, um, Amelia? When you think about what you're feeling right now, you know, how that hit you, I always say that there is such beauty in that kind of pain because that means that love is still so alive and real. You know, we're always afraid when we lose someone that they're going to fade away, that we're going to forget about them. You know, and so when something happens like this and it is so real and so raw and brings you right back, that just tells you how strong that love was. And to me, that is a beautiful thing, even in its pain. Yeah. Um, I think Thank it God you knew a love like that, right? In, in an odd way, it would have been better had we not have had the breakup and the divorce, you know. Um, but with that... Um, it, may, it, it it makes it so much harder. It's harder to process. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yes, uh, way back, it was a very beautiful, um, wonderful, uh, en- enchanting love that once was. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, I'll find a good, healthy one. <laughs> Eventually, you know, I keep writing. Perhaps uh, I'll write him into existence eventually. Uh, but thank you, Nyla. You know, you know, you're my sister. You know, you're my my family. And uh, boy, we have shared a lot of emotions over these years. Um, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you do for us as poets. And um, so God bless you and thank you. So um, so that you don't fuss at me, uh, I am Emilia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, or Poetical Angel Queen. I'm on Facebook. I have a like page. I, I'm on uh, just about everywhere. I'm Googleable. Uh, Emilia T. Davis, and I shall be here next Thursday night uh, with Nyla. So if you want to hear some more of me, tune in next week. Awesome. Thank you so much, sweetheart, and we will talk to you then, honey. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye, Amelia. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 806, 806, you're on the air. 806 or 860? Um, 860. Okay, it's Chrishell <laughs> from Connecticut. Hi, honey, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing really well, Nyla. I mean, I've had a couple um, tough weeks, especially the last couple days, but um, I wrote my homework poem for you. Oh, did you? I'm 17. so excited. I'm, I'm dying to read this, and it's like so cheered me up. Oh, my God, I like had to nap today, and uh, and I was like, okay, I got to write this poem. I'm down to the wire. My homework, I, I'm last minute. I was just too busy. I didn't procrastinate. And um, I had so much fun writing it. And I hope Mike Todd is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's your title. Um, well, it's half your title because it was coin operated something. So it's called coin operated clone. And actually it's hybrid. Writing, it's um, my friend Meg likes to say writing is writing, um, and I like kind of playing with 
poetry versus prose because I write literary fiction also. So, um, you know, a lot of my prose poetry can be considered hybrid writing, but this is definitely hybrid um, because it's, it's narrative, but it's poetic. So it kind of blurs between. Okay, so it's called Coin Operated Clone, and it's for Nyla Alicia and Mike Todd, and that's Mike with a Y. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. I needed him. It was only a whim, really. A desire that formulates when one opens overtired eyelids gone stone to the shifting horizon at sudden winter dusk, the colors dragging the sky, skirting it, really, with softest peaches and lavender's mauve toward the vanishing point where something better promises. Desperately, I needed some quality assistance, help with the things that continue to proliferate exponentially, like all my newest idiosyncrasies, things and ideas that got out of my pawing hands too heavy, too much for even someone like me. Now, at this point in time, when you are reading this, forgetting about paying your bills, your growling stomach, and the dog lying on your feet, who knows it's past time for his post-dinner bathroom break in the front yard, I am able to admit, albeit not entirely publicly, in the 2020 kind of rearview mirror after the crash, car crash hindsight, I shouldn't have done what I did. But I'm only 33.333% sorry at this particular moment's calculation. But imminently, I shall alight in my new chariot, the one the insurance paid for after the other car was totaled, to the bank before it closes, with a stack of frozen cash from the freezer, that's an entirely altogether different story, in exchange for a bag of new shiny quarters that won't mess with or clog up Clyde's operating system with any dust, gook, smudge, sticky beer, or errant glue. I must hurry because his operating system will crash irreparably into his real cement wall, not a metaphor, if I don't insert a shiny quarter before the hour changes itself the way it always does, but never consistently. I know you know what I mean. My brilliant scheming, my project, if you will, was not meant to hurt anyone. I probably should not have obtained the DNA to clone him so surreptitiously, invidiously, not insidiously, from the youngest grandson, whom I knew might betray our pinky sworn secret, <clears throat> as most children cannot hold one to save their lives. Well, I'm not the greatest at that either, but I do experience guilt-laden aftereffects of tricking the adorable five-year-old into essentially becoming an accomplice, should the public find out what the innocent boy, the gorgeous, viola-playing, brilliant, cyber-savvy scientist, and me have accomplished, perfected. Subsequently, we've become an, an, extra, an extricable, mystical triangle. As far as delicious secrets go, it's too much fun to disclose something so exciting and powerful, radical information unbeknownst to those even in close proximity, going through the hurdles, hoops, and rigmarole, rigmarole of the day with horse blinders, unaware of the truck looming on one's ass. Sir Clyde has been on my premises and living in my humble abode for a handful of truly beautiful years. I cannot imagine my life without him, as cliched as it is to say. I'm a poet, but cliche is just pure laziness. But I suffer from existential and spiritual fatigue nowadays, if you must know. Clyde is a kind of half-human, half-robot, highly efficient, able to multitask a million things without getting flustered, unlike me. He was designed by the scientists I somehow afforded back then, 
possessed with accuracy, even the smallest empty spaces of my cello's voluptuous body, human hand carving, and beneath the micro dust buddying up, collecting under the antique typewriter's keys. He sings opera and dances the Latin tango while he vacuums and mops the hardwood floors, so sand and restain and glaze in the spring. Without missing a hair from the sable velvet poet dog or ballerina white cat, that he walks and plays with chenille yarn, respectively. He can single-handedly lift the queen-sized bed we share in my unclean piano with yellowing teeth keys that he's going to bleach and rewire its guts. He Googled piano refurbishing yesterday. I love that about him, the initiative he takes. My daily, weekly, and timeless goal to-do list are no longer necessary. He doesn't suffer from arthritis when he ambles down my long driveway to fetch and open my mail, recycle all the junk and notices of collection from creditors. He pays my bills in person so I don't get my debit card compromised for a fifth time. Clyde waves amicably to the neighbors, who when they first discovered him raking the colossal red maple fallen leaves, our amazing first autumn together, they assumed we suddenly and secretly eloped and were a bit missed, quite honestly, not to see my wedding dress. She would drive by at the church to at least throw a hand, handfuls of cooked rice from their open car windows so as not to hurt any birds on the steps to the sacred maze. <clears throat> I really must get going to get those quarters right off the coin-making machine apparatus. I'm sure if they're made in China or, or where. Did you know a penny isn't even worth itself in copper? That Ray Bradbury inserted dimes one at a time into an old-school typewriter at a public library to write his masterpiece, Fahrenheit 451. Well, Clyde is my masterpiece a walking, half-breathing, overthinking, compassionate, analytical problem solver who works well independently with minimal supervision, but gets even more satisfaction from zero creative collaboration. Oh, and by the way, his name is really Mikey. Yeah, with a Y. But you mustn't breathe this to his soul. Girl Scouts honor. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I am that was just absolutely flipping amazing. It was so much fun. Thank you for the homework assignment. Oh my god, I'm so glad Michael read. You just lesson. took it and ran. I did. I ran, and then the way I write, like I had no idea really what was going to happen, and um, you know, it was based on me wanting a personal assistant like four years ago, and Mike and I became friends, and then he wrote that poem and. He always riffs me, which I love. You know, I love when I inspire other people, and people inspire me. That's just the way poetry works. And um, so I've never riffed him, so this is like a riff back. So we're having, like, this dialogue in uh, writing. So, so yeah, I wrote it, and then it kept – every time I went back to it, and this is how I write, it kept not – like, the frame was there, but then – you know, most of it was there, but then you add little things like the typewriter keys, the cello, you know, the marriage, the bet, sharing a bed. <laughs> that was fun, Milo. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm hoping that Michael gets to hear this. I did uh, shoot him over a message real quick and let him know that you were reading a poem for him and, and he left too soon. So hopefully yeah. he's still listening at work, or he can come back and listen to that in the archives because he is going exactly. to absolutely flip his gourd. Yeah, we texted um, because, like, last week when I called in, I forgot about hitting the one, so he told me about that. And then this week I called in, you know, like, at 5 after 8, 
And um, it didn't give me, like, I kept hitting one and nothing happened. So I said, Michael, help me save my brain here. What am I supposed to do? So I hung up and called back, and it worked. But he, oh, awesome. He, yeah, he probably heard it, and like you said, if not, he can go to the archive. Let's see. He's typing response. Hmm. Were you going to read a second <laughs> poem, my love? No, I'm exhausted. That was like a double <laughs> Oh, well, fantastic job on that. You get so many kudo points for that homework. It just absolutely tickles me. You know, that's what's so fun for me to do this. I think that's probably my favorite part about doing this show is just randomly throwing something out there in the universe and having something come back so amazing like that. You know, and had we not sat there and BSed and, and joked and laughed and talked and naturally progress to that that prompt for you, that wouldn't exist. Yeah, you know, it def- yeah, it definitely came out of, like, a creative conversation. You know, like, mm-hmm. creative minds are creative minds 24-7. And um, so, yeah, that kind of happened, you know, unfolded like a poem. And, Nyla, I would just tell you that, like, you know, what everyone tells you what you do is just so important. It's 14 years you've been doing this, right? It's such a beautiful community. You know, I love the show so far hearing these people you know i recognize their voices i feel like i'm getting to know them i'm part of the family and you do hit a lot of falls or whatever the metaphor out there you know with your prompts and all that you have no idea what comes out of that because you probably only get a fraction of people like reading the work or whatever so it's infinite it's it's exciting when I get to hear them. So seriously, you get you get like super double kudo points for bringing it back. You're you're not teacher's pet for the week. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a gold star. I want like a, a life-size gold star. <laughs> and you get to have Good fun. Mikey. And while everyone's doing their math test, you get to go out in the in the playground and clap erasers for me. Okay. Did Mikey write anything back yet? He said, DJ Mike is in the house, so he is listening. All right, awesome. All right, Nyla, you have a great night. I will, and make sure when you get a chance to uh, get a hold of me on working out the uh, workshop. Yeah. I'm excited about that, too, yes. Okay. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much, and we'll talk to you soon, hon. The same here, Nyla. You rock. (laughs) Rock. You're a Bye-bye, sweetheart. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 267. 267, you are on the air. Hello, hello. How are you, Nala? This is for real, the poet. Hey, for real. How are you, sweetheart? It's been a while. Hey, darling. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. But you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. <laughs> well, of course. How could you forget me? I'm me. Hey. You know, I'm kind, I'm kind of like a blister. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've been listening in. I've been loving what I'm hearing from the poets. Well, what do you have for us tonight, sweetheart? Okay, I have a piece um, titled I Dance. I Dance for Her. I danced for her, dancing with her, 
allowing my pen to create slow and melodic trails and lines as it dances for her, dancing with her, flowing over, over loose leaf sheets for her, scripting, scripting, script, teasing for her, scripting, stripping me of the many pains, the suffering, the longings and wantings of my being, not being with her. Inspires my pen to write for her. She stands in the garden outside my heart's windows, paying for me to again and again to take view of her. To take view of her. Starving eye. Hunger eye. To touch her. Yet I yield. Holding in dormant passions that crash and torment. I wear my heart like sleeves upon my skin. The hairs prick, sensitive. Her winds brush gently against my pen. It dances for her. It dances for her, for her. It dances as it dances in a trance with her through golden yonders and mystic villages in a frame, priceless, vintage. I love writing to her image, heart stopping just to take in the capture the pictures. Hourglass, her shape, traced to memory that if blind these fingers of mine could still find her, scarred cataracts yield not the power to remove you from these eyes view. Polaroid, the codex of you, sit like the many precious keepsakes. Keepsakes that I keep safe in a massive vault near this heart full of nothing but things of you. All the many things. The breath that you breathe. A handkerchief which once upon you sneezed. A jeweled gem full of enchantment. Thine porcelain ring given to thee upon engagement. The many letters of love written to thee from me. Like roses in bloom. Beautiful. I love writing to the image of you through the panes of my eyes' windows. Through the panes of my eyes' windows, you stand, silken curtains, sachet, they dance. They dance for you while dancing with you. Inspired by you, my pen moves in ways guided only by the Most High. It flows like pixie dust shaking over memories, leaving trails of angelic particles, imaginings. Words. Words dance like hummingbirds. Hum homing pigeons and white doves inspired to return back home to you. I love writing to your image, touched by you. My pen moves. Telling of grand tales, summers knee-deep on black sand beaches, shaded by palm trees, castaways of the tropics. Others like, other like the time when you and I danced upon the moon, falling asleep at the end of a rainbow to wake up to each golden coin holding the image of you within it. Tonight my pen danced for you. It has been provoked, motivated, inspired encouraged to dance with you. Oh, how I love writing to your image. Tonight, my friend danced. Danced to your image. On loose leaf sheets, it danced for you.
in peace. That was beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful and tender and sensual and just awesome. As soon as you started reading, Robbie says, Ah, oh, it's for real. Time to take your socks off, as he would say. <laughs> hey, Robbie, what's up, man? Miss you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Fantastic job, honey. Are you going to read a second one? Yes, I have a second. This piece is called um, Captivating. Captivating. She holds me, holds me captive, still in the way that her heart embraces me, soul to soul kissing me spiritually. Long and passionate, mouth that meet never wanting to release, holding her, she holding me, captivating <laughs> this unification of we. Finally, a heart that beats just for me. She holds me. She holds me captive. Captivating. <laughs> I want to put these lips on her, taste her thoughts, her dreams, taste every bit of her, bitter or sweet. I just want to kiss her, her whole being, with these lips, just a sip of her. No sugar added, just a little lemon seed. She's my cup of tea, my nectar. Already sweet she be, see. I just want to kiss her. Just a simple kiss. Die between her lips and be reborn between her thighs. Right off in bliss with her closed eyes. Me and her. Me, her, and Jesus. <laughs> Write new scriptures. Envision heaven and experience universal vibrations and sensual sensations. Reach for the stars on tippy-toe feet from gravity. Levitate. Leave this earth. Dance on the moon, her and I. Her and me together as I kiss her. As I kiss her. <laughs> I want to grab passion's ladder, climb up inside her and kiss her from the inside where her heart lies. Kiss her. Hold her softly feathered. Her skin, my skin, skin to skin, wearing each other like sweaters. Dress in warmth. Dress in warmth. Her lips, my lips, lip to lip meet as we kiss life together. We kiss life together. But first, after I put these lips on her, for real, captivating. <laughs> See, she holds me, holds me captive still in the way that her heart embraces me. So the soul kissing me spiritually, long and passionate, mouths that never met, they finally meet, never wanting to release. I'm so holding her. She's holding me, captivating this unification of me. Finally, a heart that beats just for me. She holds me. She holds me. Captive. How captivating. In peace. Those are the worst words in the world for you to say. <laughs> in peace. Okay. I'll just say for real. <laughs> for real. 
for real. <laughs> Fantastic job, sweetheart. You know, I still have, um, I think, which ones are they? Four, let me see if I can find them. I have some tracks from you that you sent me. Um, Unfulfilled, Temptation, Say My yes. Name for the Answers, um, Windows. I think those are the wow. only ones I have of yours. So if you have any other ones you would like to send my way, by yes. the way, yes. hint, hint. I'm going to update your library. I appreciate <laughs> you playing them. You know what? I got, I got, um, I got, well, Mama O, I'm going to keep it nice. <laughs> My mother Daisy recently told me, you know, that she heard you playing some tracks of mine that you asked about me. And so I said, okay, let me make it a point to stop by this week. Well, I am really glad you did. And whenever you have time, I, mean, I, I know life keeps us busy and, and, you know, we all have things we have to take care of. But, you know, this is home. And whenever whenever you yes, can stop is. by, then, you know, we get happy. Thank you, love. And it is home. It's been so long. You know, we go way back and um, that you're still doing what you do. I'm hearing the people, how you touch them. And, you know, you still touch me. And um, I was listening to your writing props in the beginning, and I was writing it down. I was writing it down. I was writing to that. So you're still <laughs> doing what you do, and it's lovely, you know? Thank you. It's Appreciate you so much, sweetheart. Same here, Lala. Same here. Don't ever stop. Well, if you can get back next week, you know, not that I'm, you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Actually, you give me an inch, I'll take two miles. I want you here next week. Love you. Bye. Love you, baby. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, sister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I want to give our next three callers. We have 757 followed by, I believe that's probably Robbie's Skype caller maybe, and then 863. Let me see here real quick. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure. Robbie, are you are you on hold? Let me know so I know if that's you or not. And then we have area code 407, who is not in the lineup. 407, if you want to come on, press 1. Press 1 at any time, and you can come on and talk with us. Okay, so that's not Robbie, so I don't know who our Skype caller is. All right, next caller is 757. 757, you're on the air. Hey, now it's Tamika Barnett. Hey, Tamiko, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing all right. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. It's been this crazy, insane week, but it was really good. You know, I went for a walk in an orchard, mm. in a filbert orchard, and they have a lot of those in Oregon. Now, if you saw the pictures on my page of it, it's got like all kinds of, in, in Oregon, things get really confused about where the ground is. So like the forest grows on the in the trees. Okay, it it doesn't grow on the ground, and it's just really magical and looking. And I've always wanted to get out and walk in a, in an orchard, and and so I took my my dog for a walk and did that the other day and took some pictures. And it was really fun, but I won't do it in the summertime because I've played too many video games in my life where you walk through an orchard and a giant spider falls on your head, and no, that ain't yeah. happening. So <laughs> I have my limits. <laughs> it was really no. cool, and it you know even though this week has been really crazy chaotic, that one little thing that I did. And I was maybe out there two hours, but it made everything okay. And so when I tell you guys go out and do things 
to surprise yourself, do something different, do something inspiring to you. You know, that that one little thing that I went out and did absolutely made an entirely huge difference on on a somewhat chaotic week. Mm. Okay, I'm done well, now. Your turn. But it sounds nice, though. It's always fun to... Um it's always nice and relaxing to spend time out in nature, you know. That is until nature fight back by making a spider jump on your head, you know. But it's <laughs> but it's always fun to be in nature. I used to do that all the time, just walk around places, be just sit there. When I in my hometown in Roanoke is um. There's a place called Mill Mountain, and it has a big star up on it and a place where you can sit and walk in trails and all that. You can overlook the city. And um, I would go up there sometimes with my journal and stuff like that and just walk around, find somewhere to sit, and just be way up there and, and just write and everything. And it's so it's, it's nice pine trees and dogwood trees and all that stuff. Growing oh. oak, it. hmm. the dogwood trees and the cherry blossoms and the apples and the magnolias. and mm. Yeah, it's all good. And I would take pictures, but I would sit there and write and stuff too because mm-hmm. the pictures would inspire me, so. That is I haven't awesome. done none of that in a long time. <laughs> it's been a while, long, long while. But um, I just got one poem tonight. Um, I was going to try to do two, but it just didn't happen. Um, so the, the poem I have is called The Dream Carrier. Sipping on morning, the coffee's gone, and she's dreaming. About life and chasing dreams into secret places. She dreamed that she was in orbit, surrounded by stars. And then she dreamed about love that was so tangible that it was her pillow in her warm, cozy blanket. And she dreamed of the taste of freedom that tasted something like cinnamon and sugar or a fresh mango or a life untainted, untouched by violence and racism. And she put all of this on her shoulders and she carried it, and she never got tired in peace. I want to live in a world that tastes like mango. Me too. I love that poem. So just just one tonight, huh? Hmm. Have I been yeah. bad? What? What's going on? I've been writing all week, but the, I mean, it's just... <laughs> I know, so why am I only getting one? What did I do wrong? Nothing. I'm why are you punishing me? I'm not punishing you. 
I was so surprised at myself last week. I did one so long, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to get back to my usual self tonight. <laughs> Do one short and sweet. <laughs> so I was like, there it is. Okay. <laughs> well, I absolutely loved it, sweetheart. It was beautiful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much for letting me share. I appreciate it. And, um... So I can go ahead and tell people how to find me. Um, PoetrySoup.com forward slash me forward slash T-A-M-E-K-O-1-3. And, um, yeah, it's some other stuff out there, too. Uh, Tamiko and Barnett with an E on the end, B-A-R-N-E-T-T-E. And so there you go. Thank you, Nala. You're welcome, sweetheart. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, honey. Okay. Oh, this is so hard, you guys. You know, the the show for me comes on from 5 to 8. Uh, West Coast is 8 to 11. Or, excuse me, East Coast is 8 to 11. But this comes right, right through my dinner time, right? And I've got, I'm at home. I'm in the home studio. I've got... A foster dog that I'm taking care of right now that is very loud and yappy. Christopher is here, who you know co-hosts the show with me occasionally. My son is here helping with the puppy while I'm doing the show today because I don't want a lot of barking. And they just brought me back this huge plate of spaghetti and meatballs. How in the heck? And I'm sitting here and I'm so hungry and my tummy is growling so bad. But I don't know how to eat spaghetti and talk to you all. So this is horrible. This is torture. Oh, this smells so good. All right, so we're going to find out who our mystery caller, Skype caller is. Hello, person on the air. Say your name, and I'll tell you if it's you. Hello, it's Jade Mist, and uh, feel free. Hey, Jade. Um, hi, hi, honey. Hi. Hello. Long time no see. Happy, happy New Year. Happy, happy New, New Year. Year to you. It is so good to hear from you. Thank you so much. Um, if time permits, I actually have two pieces of fresh ink, and if it is permissible, I, I'll leave it to you. But while I'm regaling you with something I hope you'll find interesting, uh, feel free to dive into the pasta. Manja, manja. <laughs> Poetry and pasta. How how great is, is 20 and 2021? I mean, really. <laughs> there, there you are. There you go. That's a poem in and of itself. It is. <laughs> if you knew how hungry I was right now, you would understand that that is a really great poem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead when you're ready, hon. Thank you. Um, this one is basically um, based on the fact that I'm of the opinion that people who insult other people really should look to be forgiven really kind of fed up with that sort of thing, like, let's heal, let's, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, this is to all those people who go out and think, if I do this, no no harm done, you know, they'll suck it up, et cetera, et cetera. Here we go. Here it comes. If you dance on the edge of a sword, why do you wail when you are cut if you choose to let a wound fester? Why do you moan? When it does not heal, if you pour peroxide on raw flesh, why are you in agony as it boils the tissue clean? 
when you play with sharp things, now you know you'll bleed. That's that. Wow. That was incredible. Quite a lesson in that one, isn't there? Uh, That's kind of what... I just wanted to hit that one out of the park. I mean, after what happened in D.C. and people are not understanding, why am I getting arrested? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? It's because, essentially, from Dance on the Sword is, as I said, uh, just a little set up with people thinking that they can just get away with everything without Well, being you know unsafe. what it is, right? It, it's, it all started with Dr. Spock, I'm telling you. When... When consequences became bad and when everybody got too many rights to be afforded a consequence for bad behavior, having Mm -hmm. rights are one thing, but you shouldn't have those rights for bad behavior, and for bad behavior there should be consequences. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. And people are saying, but wait a minute, I have all these rights. No, no. You know what, if you if you make a bad decision intentionally, you don't have a right to those rights anymore, and there are consequences, and those need to be followed through on. I think that's something that we've been very lacked with in our society, is making pe- holding people accountable for what they've done. Indeed, and that's uh, what essentially spurred this... Um in my uh, my journal with my pen, and I was just hearing all this, and it just sort of just flowed out in and of itself. It just it did that, and um, I know you're salivating right now, but in I don't know if you have <laughs> if you have the time. Is it permissible for one more? I'll leave it to you. Oh, please, if it's yes. Not. Yes. Very no, please. Very quickly. Yep. Uh, this one is basically more personal in the sense that I've always been told I have something of an attitude problem, even as a child. (laughs) And I'm of the opinion right now that I'm finding comfort in my skin, and I'm of the opinion if people have an issue with that, as P.T. Barnum said, this way to the great egress. The door's out there. There's the remedy. If you don't like it, you know, um, there you go. Uh, Without further ado, here it is, quickly. Um, I have taken the high road till I have altitude sickness. Be the bigger person, gaining 50 pounds, is that enough? Ignore them. My ignorance is not bliss. Turn the other cheek. Done that twice, no more. Laugh and smile. I grimace with malice. Remember the milk of human kindness. Venom is in my chalice. Stand down, for I stand up. Stand back, for I move forward. Am I in your way? Better get away. And there you are. That's that. You know, I think the only time someone should apologize, and you know, this this doesn't count, you know, people that eat babies and things, you know. That's something totally different. But I don't think that people should apologize for who they are or or be made to feel bad for who they are unless Indeed, they themselves feel the regret for their behavior. 
um, one should, you know, show uh, consideration and kindness. I think I've always done that to the point where I've been an injury um, to myself, if that makes any sense. But I'm of the opinion, you know, if I do have this attitude, I'm at peace with it, and no one really is keeping you here. There's no strings to tie you down, just, you know, as so long as you don't intentionally hurt someone, you know, or or do things that hurt people, you know, your your opinions, who you are, your beliefs, they are your own. Indeed. And with that said, thank you so much for letting me regale you once again and to the next caller so you can hurry and dive into that lovely pasta. <laughs> thank you so much, Jade. Honey, it was so good to hear from you. Please call back in again soon. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. All right. Our next caller is going to come from 8. No, where'd they go? Where'd they, where? Is it 757? Seven, seven, five, seven. 757, you're on the air. So you already had me on. It's time me go. Oh. Okay, all right. So my whole board just hicked up. Sorry about that, honey. <laughs> Love you. Okay. Talk to you soon. You're hungry for pasta. That's all it is. You hungry. That's what it is. <laughs> Craze and sing double now. All right, hon. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and grab. Oh, come on, board. Behave. 863. 863, you're on the air. Um, hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How hello. are you? I'm doing okay. It's so good to hear from you. Um, thank you. And it's good to hear from you, too. So what do you have for us tonight? Okay. For, for Gary, I have his um his poem, A Musician's Love. The violin hears as I bow, forever drawing it to and fro. Never ending a cycle like tunes of practice done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Skies darken and the night settles down as I leave a wanton wonder full of thought. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fiction of probability is what I see to embellish a spellbound dream for me. The end. Oh, that was amazing. Yes, I love that poem. I that, do too. Yes. Okay. And um, and and, and the one I have for me is a pig named Sonnet. I'm not good at making um uh, humor. That's what I was trying to do, but I don't think it worked too good being humor. Okay, this is called a pig named Sonnet. There once was a pig named Sonnet who lived behind the house, the smartest pig alive. And she will connive you into reading her a poem. Don't give in to her request. Make her earn it diligently. Get her to stand on her hind legs. Give her an egg. Make her beg for you to read her a poem. How do I know what to read, you asked? Oh, you should know by her name. If you don't read her a sonnet, oh, have mercy on you. Don't be lame. She will give you a snort and go, oinkable, 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 until you get it right. 
and then you will know when it's right when she goes inkable, 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 the end. You are so adorable, I can't stand it. (laughs) (laughs) That was adorable, Noreen. Thank you. I can tell you had fun writing it, and that's important. Yes. And I had I had fun writing that, and that was like six years ago. There's an older, <laughs> an older poem, and Gary enjoyed it. Turned out before he had a stroke, right? Be, yeah, not too long before he had a stroke, and he enjoyed it. Of course he did. Yes, Noreen, fantastic. And I love you know just I think it's really important. Like you know, like I said, I think it's really important to have fun with the writing and play with our words and try new things and not to take ourselves so seriously. Yes. And be able to experiment and poke things with sticks and and you know mm-hmm. that it's just a beautiful example of being able to laugh and have fun, and you did yes. a great job on that well, thank you thank you're very you. welcome okay can um can I read one more a poem if it's a short one mhm, okay, and this is one called When I think of you, I want to write you a love poem that comes from my heart. I still love you, I still want you, and desire you. You have given me the world of love and happiness. When I think of you and of your love for me, I smile with joy, my heart skips a beat. My dreams have been fulfilled since you came into my life. I just want to inhale and savor your sweet love. My love keeps on growing as each moment passes by. I love you for always, my darling. The end. Aw. I wonder who that was for. <laughs> Your teddy bear darling? Yes, my teddy bear darling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I can't believe it. You know, in four days, it'll be, it'll be eight, I mean, be two years. Two years, yep. Yep. I but still, he still feels as close to you as ever, doesn't he? Yes. And I love that you're still writing love poems to him, and I know he loves that as well. Yes. You are such a beautiful, beautiful, incredible woman, my dear. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. I should wish he was too here, alive and flesh and bones. I know. I know. But you have all of us here to take care of you until yes. you guys are, are together again. Yes. You know? He's. He's. I'm sure he's... he's uh, would would kind of give us a, a what for if we didn't, if we weren't. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. And I know he's waiting. He told me he's going to wait, like his poem, um, and he told me he's going to wait for me at the Quantum Crossroads. Aw, I love you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, Noreen. Yes. All right, tell us how we can find your guys' books. Okay, you can find our books on Amazon.com. Um, two hearts in one. Yeah, um, um, two wait, two hearts in one. Reflections of our inner beings and the hour of truth. And then you can find us on our official website, Gary and Norman Snyder, and dot com front slash poetry. And then you can also um, find um. I did Gary's website for his memorial. You can find that on Gary and Noreen Snyder um, dot, dot com 
front slash Gary with with two R's in it, and it's all small letters. <laughs> and and then um, then you can find um Gary on uh, Facebook dot com, ReverbNation dot com, and um PoetryPoem dot com. And he's also Googleable and Googleable. He is. Yes. And then you can find me on um, ReverbNation.com, Facebook.com, PoetryPoem.com. And um, you can also find both of us on Co-Fi.com um, as Gary and Noreen. And then you can find us on um, the Poetry Club I started on the Facebook and every Saturday evening at 4.30 in the afternoon Eastern Time, I had the um, Facebook Live. And and then I'm also Googleable and Googleable. And you can also <laughs> find me on here, too, us on here. Yes, you Every can. Thursday night. Very good, my sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Love you, honey. Well, okay. And we love you, too. Okay. All right. Well, we will we, we, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, we'll be here next week. <laughs> okay. All right, baby. Okay. Bye, Noreen. Okay. Talk to you later. I don't say goodbye. My mom told me never say That's goodbye. That's right. That's right. <laughs> PTL, talk to you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. I mean, okay. not bye. Oh, shut up. Oh, <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See you. <laughs> bad, Nyla, bad. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 484. 484, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, 484, are you with me? Yes, how you doing, Ms. Nyla? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing fine. I haven't been on this show in so long. Who is this? This is Blaze. Oh, no way. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> so good to I'm hear good. from you. So what's been going on in your life? What's kept you away? Life has been keeping me away. Oh, we're um, glad you're here now. Yeah. I love Miss Noreen. Noreen? Noreen? Which Noreen. One With an Noreen. N, Noreen. Yeah. Her personality and her spirit is like, she's, oh, good Lord. Um, She's an awesome lady, sounds like. She is. We all love her so dearly, her and Gary both. <laughs> Um, so, I wrote a piece called Imperial Majesty, um, which is quite a few steps up from the Queen. So, I was going to read, there's a three-part piece, but I just wanted to read the first part. Okay. Um. Highlights by right, L'Oreal. I like the way your lips glisten. Listen, Linda. Linda, listen. No mask ever when you look into this glass mirror. 
ask Tara and or Sarah and either or she'll tell you that you something I ain't never seen before and your goddessry got me busted because you make up my world cover girl like a face with foundation I'm drowned facing so deep in you that the animals core of your soul is undergoing procedural subterranean volcanic operations that are trying to stop sensations of avalanche that dance with temper tantrum like phantoms that try to destroy those mansions of the Hamptons with mind-bending enhancements who's ultimately in trance with the chance of enchanted bandwidths straight out of a sandpit but due to you I feel grandeur like the most handsome chancellor with pamphlets of Sanskrit that answers questions that have no ideas of the slightest thought patterns and the confusion saddens me because it fascistly becomes a travesty and without asking me it exploits the backwards me till half of me becomes attached to fleas and from what I see one at a time is that one out of nine CO VIDs gastrically try to bypass me, and these tragedies or strategies cause my mind to slip rapidly. But what I've been trying to say is that I'm falling in love passionately with the Supreme Goddess and you, your Imperial Majesty. Talking about holding someone in the highest regards, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very uh, welcome. I was trying to see something that was higher than a queen because we we bow to an an honor queen, but for someone to be an imperial majesty, which could either be male or female, I was like, that is awesome. And I I just Mm -hmm. made it to you my title. I mean, let's let's face it. Everybody's a queen nowadays, right? Yeah, right, right. You know, it, it started out really, you know, an impactful thing for a woman to be called a queen. But now it's as common as calling someone hun or sweetheart. Right, right. You know, so it's it's you know, and and there can only be so many queens. I'm sorry, we can't all be queens. No, right, I, I want right. to be the court jester. I'm good with that. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> you know, so so I understand that need to be able to elevate someone to the highest standard yeah. you know to the highest ideal to the highest platform you can give them you know what's above right. that goddess maybe you know but that's that I, word is overplayed so what other word could you use you know it's kind yeah. of a, a really neat concept you did a fantastic job with that beautiful thank you so much thank you so much You're very welcome. Just just wanted to express that on here. Um, I don't want to take up too much time because I'm sure there's a few other people that might want to get on and it's getting close to time to end the show. Um, And Happy New Year to you as well. Well, Happy New Year to you, sweetheart. Please try to stop by more often. Absolutely love you, love your poetry, love being able to share you with the world. You know, you're important to us, and I, I it means a lot when you can be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome, hon. We'll talk to you soon. 
All right. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832, 832, you're on the air. 832, are you with me? Okay, I'm pretty sure that's Uma, but she's not there. So let's go ahead and grab 419. 419, are you with us? Hey, Nala. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Not bad. How about you? I am doing absolutely awesome. It's so good to hear from you. Yes, good to be here. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. Um, this is a poem. Uh, it's uh, it's a type of poem for a fallen sister. It's uh, about an incident here in Toledo where uh, a group of gang members were going through a neighborhood and uh, busting car windows out and doing things like that. And, um, a lady came out on her porch and asked him to stop, and they shot her. What? She, yeah. And she died a couple, several days later in the hospital. So this is a poem I wrote. Uh, and I heard. It's called a, It's untitled. I call it a poem for a fallen sister. This is my venue. To share my menu. Walk with me. Can you? I use this stage to express my rage for the sister slayed by a punk with a gauge with nothing to do but fuck over his people. And now the church steeple doesn't have bells anymore. What would they rain for? Our streets are a whore spewing druggers, thuggers, muggers, pimps, and players, slayers of their own kind. Where the fuck is your mind? Flash your red and blue. They go to KKK as a gang, too. So why don't you just wear white? Because you share the same hood. And now strange fruit doesn't only grow on trees. And bees in the form of crack and black-on-black crime. Feel my rage. Uh, got our children doing time. Got our hoods doing time. Got our families doing time. Locked down in their homes out of slime in our streets. And if we don't figure out what time it is before it's too late, our fate won't be worth even a dime bag. See? Stag, I cry at night. My young brother's slave. My sisters played and turned out. The mothers who shot in pain. Shed tears in vain. This shit is going to change until we rearrange our hoods to become villages again. See, we need, to, we need to go back to a time when it took a whole village to raise a child and respect was a normal thing. I bring my rage to the stage in hopes, my brothers and sisters, that we can rid our streets of these blisters that are blight. See, it's no mystery, but our future is our history. Join me in this fight to save our children. And Paul. Wow, that was Phenomenal, sweetheart. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. Are you going to read two? I can. Okay. Okay. This is uh, this is this. I don't think I've ever read this before. It's, it's uh, from the book that I'm working on. Uh, I call it Love and Chocolate. Like sweet brown chocolate candy, softly you melted into my arms. As our bodies blended together, I could feel you flowing through my soul. Your lips were soft like the petals of a rose, awakening to bless the world with its beauty. Your kiss was divine, the passion of 
of your embrace was electrifying. And while I was trying not to lose control, I surrendered myself to you, like sweet chocolate candy melted into your arms, surrounded by your love. And poem. That was beautiful. Thank you. You are very welcome. All right, my love. While we still have time on the air, tell everyone how they can come find you, how they can show you some love. Okay, you can find me on uh, on Facebook, uh, on uh, on YouTube, and on All Poetry under Melvin D. Johnson. Awesome. I said tech support. Email me. Sorry, I just had to. I had to. There's an issue right now. But, but we're still here, so we're good. We don't have anything to worry about. All right, honey, fantastic job. I'm really glad you were able to make it in. You know, usually you get in here by by um, skinning your teeth, but <laughs> at least you get here. Appreciate you so much, hon. I try to be in by 1030 at least. Well, I'm usually. glad. I appreciate it because it makes my yeah. night. Great job, beautiful reading, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thanks, Sabine. <laughs> Bye-bye, honey. All right. All right, let's go ahead and check and see if we can get Uma back on. Uma, are you with us? Yes. Hey, honey, we tried to get you a little bit earlier before Melvin came on, but you weren't there, so we we had to come back there. to you. Um, actually, I went to taste the soup. Mm, what kind of soup are you making? <laughs> I made rasam, which is made out of tamarind, tomatoes, garlic, and uh, ginger cilantro, green chilies, and a whole lot of spices. Uma, I want to ask you something very seriously, okay? <laughs> All right, you ready? Okay, okay. Will you marry me? <laughs> <laughs> because if you can cook In like that, will you marry me? Life, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Absolutely. In the next life, I get dibs. <laughs> Hmm. It's good to hear from you, sweetheart. What do you have to share with us tonight? Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) I have poetry, which I have been writing since the past three days. It's on my blog called My Moments, My Thoughts. There are two of my blogs with the same blog name, except that one is with caps, when the words are starting, like my moments, everything with the cap in the beginning. But the other one is in all small caps. It's not there. It's on the one with all caps. And I'm going to post the link there. And I've been able to do this because they have started one of their hope writers for life. So I just started you know, using their cues and writing them. And then I gave a reference that Naila Alicia is my angel and she's the one who's making everyone sit down and write. (laughs) That's my goal in life. Everybody needs to sit down and write. So each day you live, each moment you breathe, you are born anew. Welcome to you as you raise the curtain for new beginnings. You are bold, strong, and beautiful as it lies in your heart. 
That was run for it. Oh, I'm in love with that poem. That was beautiful. <laughs> and I have a few other poems, if you have time. Please. All of them are not very long, but we'll do as many as we can, because I don't want to take away time from others. <clears throat> Sometimes I wonder if anyone is listening. The name of this poem is um, Google Analytics. And the other one, which I just read, it was New You. <clears throat> Sometimes I wonder if anyone is listening, if what I write is just another page to turn. Just as a clock ticks and water drips down, as you let the tap pour, so it will not form eyes. Hey, does it really matter? I remember seeing images of New York Central Park in winter. What a picture sight it was. Water freezing as it ran through the fountains and falling. That was perhaps in 2017, I'm not sure. Um, water freezing as it ran through the fountains and falling through the rocks as the chains of stars held together, held through <clears throat> an unseen link. Or do you know just how many lives the elements took to fuse into atoms holding life and luster bringing love? I'm sure the moment froze as the heavenly Ganga, Ganga is the Ganges water, arrived to bless us all with a life-giving song. We, the humans, are so blessed. That was beautiful as well, Uma. And your third one? And, yeah, and this is a Wednesday Wisdom, it is called, and the poem is, I don't know if it is a poem or not. It is just not a poem. It's just a statement of paragraph of self-talk, I think. Um, you want me to skip that or read it? Read it. Okay. Each of us have seen life in several changing phases, yet every moment is new and brings so many things that change our worldview and bring in changes in understanding our reality that we may call progress. We may make blunders in thinking we are protecting our people, whereas the person at this might consider it as outright encroachment of their boundaries. One may have to wait until the change of scenario happens. Maybe they could be lucky if it does, and they can make up the past, make up past that within one's lifetime. Do remember to thank your stars for all the blessings you received today and maybe try to forgive at least one silly mistake someone did. Maybe that person could be you. Treat them well. Everyone deserves to be better understood. Such is the way to achieve progress. Hope writer life. And the last but one, this is a haiku. Each morning, remember to hear birds. Enjoy the sounds. Enjoy laughter for it is healthy to be. Life is lovely. Give scope to seek positivity so you may be too. Laughter is best. Humor is also good. Doctors can rest. 
for laughter is not easy always you will need though <clears throat> smile a while you can survive see you just did learn from all younger ones especially they bring present here are the about 21 lines for this morning and more so you do not dwell in past always future waits Trust in love, forgiving others, enhances life. Say you love to read my words too. You are very special. You can create meaning in one's life by just being. Thank you all for Uma Jiji always loves to hear. Share your thoughts. Let creativity expand by leaps and bounds. We celebrate 21 as you celebrate you. Om is the truth. And poem. Beautiful. Fantastic mm-hmm. job on all of those. Thank you so much, Uma, for calling in, for holding on as long as you did, for being able to share those with us. I can't think of a better way to close out the show tonight than having you here with us and uh, leaving us those words to linger. You are, you guys are awesome, great, and you make life possible. I can't say anything more than that. Each moment <laughs> I come to you, I am reborn. Each moment we breathe again, we are all reborn. And who knows, last year, from that point to this, Earth also must have revolved and come to her own new you. Who knows? Who knows? That's absolutely true. Nobody does know, but we'll find out, won't we? Together. (laughs) All right, Uma, do me a favor, honey, and tell everyone how to find you. These days I am writing the blogs once again. Thanks to Hope Writers and thanks to Naila. I come here, and if I come here, I have to write at least two or three poems. That means I need to put a work of at least two or three hours or minutes or whatever it, it takes at least one sitting or many more. So I put myself, my mind to work, and that way I'm eliminating all junk and gunk outside my mind. And so I can smile and be happy and love to listen to Noreen's Giggleable and Googleable. Thank <laughs> you, Noreen. You are a great, great support, and you have sent me the reminder and that's why I'm here today. Thank you, Noreen, and thank you everyone of us here because I don't know, we maybe may not have ever seen each other, but there is something that pulls me here and that makes me live. We so are family. You know, we I don't I don't have to hold your hand or I don't <laughs> have to see you to know right. you're a real person. You're not just a voice on the phone. No, You're as real to me as my neighbor I see collector mail every day. And we are family. We do care about each other. We do love each other. You know, we are invested in each other's lives. We are a support system, a very creative, because we all don't get mm-hmm. a lot of support creatively in, in our normal day-to-day lives because we are not surrounded by creative people all the time. And sometimes there's yes. people who just don't understand. But when we're able to come here, it is like a fellowship. 
you know, being able to re-energize ourselves in a very creative and positive environment. And that's what you guys have made this place. And so I'm really proud to be a part of it with you all. Of course, of course. And we are so glad we are able to be in this communion community. And Nyla, it is great to be able to hear every one of the poets here and their voices. It energizes everyone. And to me, it's like a new lease in my life. It is pretty amazing. All right, Uma, we will talk to you next week. Yes, Naila, and uh, I am going to post the links on uh, Naila's page. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Sure, I will be back. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, everybody, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It has been a really, really, really fun night tonight. Just absolutely amazing. I appreciate you all taking time to be here. I'm going to close the show with a piece real quick by... Dun, dun, dun. My board is locked up. Let's see what I can find. Um, do any of these have a play button right now? Uh, maybe... Let's do Cassandra D. Alba with Empty Spaces. Here you go. We will see you all next week. Good night, everybody. When he bleeds out rainwater through your cupped hands, like the worst kind of prey, try not to remember the look on that parking lot above his shoulders the day you first met. How it glimmered just for you, eyes gasoline rainbows in a world of cigarette butts and crushed cans. You were the kind of girl. Mothers have to pull into supermarkets both hands because all you want to do is drink puddles of polluted water until you shine like that. Mommy, ten more seconds, Mommy. Just a taste you have joined the army. Of heads down dull pennies no one wants to pick up because no one wants your kind of luck. You just dropped your heart on the sidewalk. Watch someone else walk off with it. The last time you kiss him, you will not know it is the last time, so you will not understand why when you close your eyes and see yourself back home at that gas station off the highway with some farmer's family plot adrift in the corner, gravestones leaning against the air pumps, you will not understand that it is not easy to love someone like you. You label on a broken beer bottle, trying to hold all these sharp edges in your soft body, you single glove curling itself against the imprint of damp gravel kissing concrete. Like it might someday learn to love you back, you need to remember not to look for arcs of color in the dirty puddle of his face. 